Hello and welcome to This Xbox Life, episode 247, Community Questions. I am your host, Mark, also known as Wingman709 on Xbox Live, and with me this week, as always, is the truly dedicated Mr. Rob. Hey everybody, it's Rob, also known as Prusar, on Xbox Live. We welcome you to another fun-filled show, and if you haven't checked out our site, it's www.thisxboxlife.com. Um, it looks Maybe. empty out there, but you guys are welcome to make comments into the episode posts if you wish. Most of our community talks on our Facebook group. Um, so, But yes, we do still have a website. We yeah. do post the shows out there. That's pretty much all that we do there now. But uh, you are welcome to comment on the shows if you wish there. I think everybody forgot how to use, you know, sites other than Facebook. <laughs> yeah, Facebook rules, right? <laughs> or something. Something like that. Um, That's how you give all your information to the NSA. Yeah, how are they going to know? Yeah, they won't. They probably, they probably don't scrape our site, but they... They don't they, scrape our site. So if you want to be NSA free, uh, post at thisxboxlife.com. <laughs> oh, great. Now they're going to be scraping us. <laughs> That's okay. We need more traffic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you should saw, put some ads up there. If anybody's I, I, wondering what we're talking about, it's was it uh, the NSA? That, here in the states, there's been a lot of news about the government spying on everybody. So that's what we're referencing. So you know, phone calls, emails, everything you do on the internet, the government's tracking. So we've they've got backup copies of all of our stuff. So if we ever have a site down, Rob, next time. You know, just call the NSA and ask for the backups. That's what I was just thinking. You know, we should. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, hey, uh, uh, you know, President Obama. You know, could we get uh, episode number two? We can't <laughs> find it on the hard drive. You know, something happened to it. You know, the NSA could really actually make some money by going into the backup services market, and they've got the data already. If you needed it, you know, you could just pay money, and they could sell you your data back. Yeah. There you go. They're like uh, help help oh, with the that? economy, man. Let's get this. You know, let's let's bring the deficit down. <laughs> yeah, who who needs that? Uh, oh, I can't think of the name. That cloud storage company. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's that one backup service. You pay like sixty bucks a month. Car- Carbonite. Yeah, that's, that's the one. I know that's one. Yeah, so they're like the government version of Carbonite. <laughs> so, but anyways. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, we should put ads up or something so that when they scrape our site, then, you know, maybe we'll generate some revenue. Revenue from the government. There you go. Sure. There you go. Um, special note Special note to all our listeners. We, we've we talked about, and it was mentioned at E3, that um, Xbox Live Gold members are going to get two free games a month. This, and I caught this, and I didn't say anything last time because I thought maybe I heard wrong, but I heard it when they said at E3, they said, until the launch of Xbox One, everybody's going to get two free games on Xbox Live Gold. This is not a new standard. It's not a, this is the way it's going to go forward. It's only for the next, for the rest of this year. And I guess, uh, yeah, even on the small print on one of the sites, it says that, that promotion ends December of this year. So it's not a permanent thing like PSM or lame, 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 lame. Yep. So Microsoft. Yeah. So not only is it only for a limited time, it's probably because in six months they'll have given us all the the seven year old games, and you know they'll have to move up to like five year old games, and they don't want to do that. So. (laughs) Oh wait, wait, wait. Okay. So are you saying that there's going to be two games 
and that's it, or two a month? Two games so per month the until the end of the year, okay. and then that goes away. So it's not something new that they've brought. Like we, you know, a lot of the media is like, "Yep, yeah, all right, Xbox Live Gold and the members now get two games a month for free." That's true, but it's going to expire at the end of the year. So, so what is that? Another six months? Six months. We'll get twelve games free between now and the end of the year. And so chances Fable- are, most of them we've already played. So Fable came out already. Right, so we should get July, August, September, October, November, and maybe December, because they said till the launch of Xbox One, which we're expecting in November. So we'll see. You might get 10 or 12 more games, not counting Fable 3, which you can get right now for free. So. Oh, yeah. So Halo 3 and Assassin's Creed 3, when are they coming out? Assassin's Creed 2. They they said those would be the first games in the program, Yet, Fable but 3 no is announce- the first game in the program. So. Right, but no announcement yet as to what another two are coming out. Right? I would expect them in July, but, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, because, I mean, June's almost half over, right? Almost. That's three, yeah, today's the 16th. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Yeah, happy Father's Day. So. To you and all yours, whatever. Yeah, so keep that in mind. And, and also, on a, on a side note, uh, I got uh, two of my, my work buddies, uh, that uh, I regularly uh, <laughs> seem to have Xbox discussions with lately uh, at lunch. Uh, all three of us now have pre-ordered the day one. Yeah, woohoo! Long live Xbox. Long live it. I'm holding my fist up in the air right yeah. now. Fist pump. Long Woo. live Xbox One. Yes. <laughs> That's well, fist pump is a whole different thing. Oh, okay. You Power to the head. people, right? You need some fist beats. Yes. Yeah. Xbox One unite. Anyway, so uh, so that's pretty cool. I'm proud of you. Spread, spreading the propaganda. I, I got a question for you, Rob. What's that? What's that? Because you ordered your Xbox One live on the show last week, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Have you told your wife I actually... yet? Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Have you told Shh. your wife yet? <laughs> we don't talk of such things. <laughs> Have See, you? I, I went afterward. Yes, I told her. So she knows. <laughs> And I also told her I pre-ordered four games as well. <laughs> I think I told her. Maybe I didn't tell her that part. But, no, she knows there's a new Xbox coming at the, by the end of the year. So. Does she know how much it is? It doesn't matter. <laughs> so that's a no. I, I'm the one that makes the paycheck. So. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've got that on tape, by the way. I've got that recorded. No, that is now by absolutely. mail. I tell her all the time she works harder than I do. So she's she's awesome. And you know what? She, oh man, I gotta tell you, Rob, I gotta brag. Gotta take a minute. I'm gonna sidestep and do this little whole Nelson thing. Um, dude, I, oh, I'm so Hey, what about your refrigerator? No, no, I'm so happy. My wife is awesome. She asked me a while back, she goes, what would you like me to make for your dinner on Father's Day? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm like, she caught me off guard and I'm like, I don't know, you know, how about some chicken and country gravy, you know? I wasn't really thinking. She's like, you want frozen chicken and, and powdered gravy out of a packet? And I'm like... Well, Portillo's. I'm like, well, not... Oh, we got that now. I know. But um, I said... I brought it up. So I gave it some thought. I said, no. I said, you caught me off guard. And I said, you know what I'd really love is... And Rob, you might remember this place. You remember Villanova in Berwyn? Yeah, the pizza place? Yeah. Well, they used to have baked manicotti that I loved. Okay, right, right. And I haven't had it probably in 20 years. And so I told my wife, I said, I wouldn't mind some baked manicotti. 
But I said, it's got to be, you know, and I was kind of specific of what I kind of wanted, and she's never made it. And so she says, okay, I'll do that for you. So she scoured the interwebs and looked at a whole bunch of different recipes and stuff and found something that she thought would that I might like. So she made it today. Oh, my gosh, dude. It was the best I've ever had. I told her, I said, I think this is my new favorite meal. It was fantastic. I'm, like, in seventh heaven right now, dude. I am, like, so... Or a food coma. I'm, oh, I was so full after after dinner. <laughs> uh, almost had to have my kids haul me up up the stairs <laughs> so I could come and record. So, but my wife... I'd, I'd like to see that. They can push <laughs> you down the stairs. I don't know about hauling you up the stairs, though. Hey, they're getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... But so you had just so one manicotti, right? I, no, I had two. Two, they were giant ones too. I had two of them, and she made fresh made garlic bread and salad oh, and oh, dude, sweet, awesome. So very nice, very nice. She took care of me today. But anyways, back to gaming. Yes. So, but um, what have you been playing, Rob? Uh, not a whole lot this week. I actually uh, fired up uh, World of Tanks on my laptop today, and uh, you know, because I was kind of interested in in seeing what all the hype was about. Because, like I mentioned, I think it was on the last show, where I've got some buddies at work that just uh, they play the heck out of this game. They're like totally addicted. Uh-huh. I mean, this is like I don't know, nerd crack <laughs> something. I don't know. <laughs> Or people that, you know, it probably is like a lot of people don't consider themselves gamers. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that they play. I'm and, not a gamer, but i got to play World of Tanks. <laughs> yeah, so what was interesting, and again, what made me kind of, you know, think about the Xbox in some respects, was that, so to download the thing, it was 4.8 gig. Wow. So it sat there, and it downloaded and downloaded and downloaded. And then, you know, I installed it, and, and my sh- machine's pretty quick. It's got an SSD and everything, but I, I mean, it still took a while. And it installed, and it did its thing, and then I launched it, and then it applied this update that took longer than it did to install. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, with experience on the Xbox, you know, you got a game, and even if it patches, it's like done in seconds. Yep. And... You know, this whole process took so long on the PC that I actually ran out of time because I only had a short <laughs> amount of time in order to get this done before, you know, I had to continue with uh, our uh, Father's Day festivities here at home. I actually tried to sneak some gaming in. It didn't work so well. But, you know, it, it kind of also goes along the lines of, I think it was Diablo 3. I swear that thing took like three days to, to install. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's it's like it's it's reading on a DVD. You know you have like a 5 billion speed DVD. You know, 5 billion times DVD. Yeah. But still it takes like an hour. It takes an hour. I mean, what what is I just don't understand why it takes so long. So uh you know, uh, when I get some chance when I get another chance uh later on this week, I want to give it a shot and, and see what it's all about. And then when the Xbox version comes out, comes out, I, I'd really expect it to be a lot quicker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm sure it will be. 
same with same for that for for World of Tanks and Diablo three. We'll probably be able to put it in and and group you're playing. <laughs> they might have a title update that, like you said, will take about three seconds to download and install, and you're done, yeah. and you'll be playing. I mean, that's that's the beauty of consoles. I mean, I used to play a lot of 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 PC games too, and man, I hated you never knew if it was going to work. I mean, I never have to worry when I buy an Xbox 360 game. I've never worried. Oh man, what if this doesn't work, or what if it doesn't like my video card, or oh, yeah. what if I gotta? Oh, I gotta get new drivers for it, and yep. oh, then you gotta install. Oh, what I gotta take a patch? Well, the patch is seven gig because they gotta write a patch for every freaking video card and mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. you know Intel and AMD processor chipset out there and audio cards and, and then in the combinations of all this junk and. You know, when you download a PC patch, you don't need half of it, <laughs> you know, and that's what's yeah, yeah. beautiful mm-hmm. about an Xbox. I've never worried. I don't have to look at, hmm, well, i got to look at the back of this Xbox 360 game. Will this work on my system? You know, the only thing you need to know is do you have a connect or not? You know what I mean? Right, right. Does it require connect? That's it. You know, and now on the Xbox One, that's going to be gone. I mean, it's just if it's Xbox One, it's going to run because everybody has connect. Yep. So... It's beautiful. It's a beautiful world of stuff just working. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why people want to keep things in the complicated world. Why? Why they get so much joy out of, you know, it's like the, it's like the old DOS days of gaming. You know, DOS. You know, I got a, I got a. Dude, load you remember? Mem- you remember run, Mem Maker? Yeah, Mem Maker, and all these different things. You got to free up the high map. <laughs> why? <laughs> just put it in and let it run. You're like. So. Uh, you're trying to run something on your 360 and, and it won't run. I'm like, Mark, why don't you run Mem Maker? Free up some high mem. Don't load your CD driver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, yeah. For any of you guys that have been around since like the Doom days or Duke Nukem and stuff like that where you had to struggle with that stuff, oh. But it's even, much even much in the better later world. days, you know, it was even in the later days before I came to the 360, it was still a pain. It's like, you know, it's like you never knew. And, oh, well, your graphic drive. You always got to install new graphic drivers, and then those might crash something. Or, you know, gosh forbid you lose your audio card. Yeah. That's like a, you know, I've had times where, oh, that means a system rebuild, you know. <laughs> like, ah! Oh, yeah. So. And, and, you know, talking back about the PC days, like, you know, probably more than 10, 15 years ago, is uh, Mark and I, we both used to work over at Circuit City, which, is a, which was, I guess, a retailer here in the United States. They are now history. But I think they're it, still in Canada, aren't they? Um, I don't know. I, I think because I, I know Systemax bought the name. They're the guys that bought Campusa. <laughs> so, so Circuit City, Camp USA, Tiger Direct, and all those are kind of one now. Circuit City is now Tiger Direct. Yeah, I just went. Yeah, to, okay. yeah, they bought the name here. So. And they're, I think, owned out of somewhere down south, like Miami. But anyway, I, I can't even count the, the amount of times that like people would want to return stuff just because they couldn't get their stupid game to work. You know, because <laughs> you know they can't run Doom, so the computer's broken. It's like no, it's it's not the case. And you know, we were commissioned back then, right. so that was a big downer when you know you're. $50 sale was going to go down the tubes just because some dude's kid can't run some stupid little game. Nothing like walking out on a Saturday night with a $250 day to walk in on Monday and find out someone returned a system on 
Sunday and you're down 75 bucks. Oh, that <laughs> like, was sweet. I, I hated walking in the door and it's like, I'm $75 in the hole and I just walked in the door. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the tough days, man. Oh, yeah. You work you a work... whole day just to, hey, I made Break nothing even. today. Yeah, I made nothing. Yeah, if you broke even, you were lucky. <laughs> yep. And on, on the console front, I mean, that was the times, dude, where, you know, I used to work uh, right – well, actually, for a while, I used to work in the area that had the games, and then I was right next to it. And that was always funny, just, like, seeing that stuff all the time. It doesn't matter what kind of willpower you got. Yeah, I mean, your willpower is going to be gone eventually. <laughs> yeah, people that work at Best Buy and Circuit City and Future Shop, they turn their money right back into the store, man. I oh, I yeah. don't think my money was ever left that store. Yep. You know, you get your paycheck and you went right. I was into the, I walked right over usually to the music area at the time. Yeah, me uh, too. Music and, and movies and uh, and games. Yeah, that's where that my paycheck always got dumped. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Because when you were bored or when it was slow, I would walk through the CDs, you know, look to see what was there. I used to talk to the CD guys, you know, what came out. And, yeah. you know, you, you look at, I don't know, I'm picking uh Artist out of there, Guns N' Roses. You know, you see that Guns N' Roses CD and you're like, oh, I'm not going to get it. Then the next day you're looking at it again. Oh, I'm not going to get it. Next day, I'm not going to get it. Then eventually you're Friday, like, I'm going to get it. Paycheck shows up. Got it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. You're unwrapping it as you're walking to the car. Yep. All right. No, so. I mean, yeah, that's how I got my PS1. That's how I got my DirecTV system and... All that good stuff. But anyway, I think we got a show. Yeah, we're so what you've been... way off of World of Tanks. So that's right, that's right. So what you've been playing, Mark? I played some State of Decay, which is the, the Xbox Live Arcade zombie slaying game. Yep. Um, I I played some of that. I actually drum roll, please. I played Battlefield Three. No way. <laughs> I did. Uh, played with some of the community members and actually had a good time. No I had fun. Way. I've actually been wanting to put it back in, um, but I've I've been kind of delayed um, and hampered by other things. But I, I want to go back and play some more Battlefield, but I want to play with the community. I want to play with people that I can get in a squad. and It's just more fun that way. I had fun with the guys, um, so I need to do that. Um, I did finish Remember Me. I, that, oh, that was a tough one for me to get through. Um, I heard very good things about the game. And it was one I was looking forward to from E3 last year. I thought it looked interesting. The story, the story's pretty cool. Okay, it's a really good story. The ending kind of was like I was like, wow, that's um, wow. I w- I wasn't seeing that one. You know, it was just it was a really good story. But it's a game that is um, like you got to do a lot of combos. So it's like X, X, Y, X, Y, Y, A, you know, or something like, you know, I mean, well, it's usually X and Y, I think is, it was just a combination of those two buttons. But so I, I, I guess Ninja Gaiden's like that, you know, um, and I'm not good at games that require certain types of button impresses, you know, I'm more of a shooter where, you know, okay. hit, 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 pull the trigger to fire, uh, you know, hit X to, to reload or something like that. Not like, you gotta hit X, Y, X, Y, X, Y, X to throw a punch. You know? <laughs> like it's, and you have to do it like time, so it's not X, Y, X, Y, X, it's like X, Y, X, Y, X, Y, you know, and it has to be perfectly timed. Y, S, Y. So, 
I, I struggled with that part. I didn't realize that's what the game was about. That was a style of game. So I did not enjoy that. I, I had to drop the game down from normal down to easy. I still struggled on that game. I know hmm. others went through on normal with no problem. Um, but it's just the type of game and it's just, you know, it's, it's, um, just not for me. It's, I've just never been into games that require those button combos. It's just not something I can, it just doesn't work with my head for some reason. But, um, uh, so I had a lot of frustration with it. I really didn't enjoy it. Um, my walk away was telling people rent it, don't buy it, you know, rent it first to make sure it's what you want. Um, but, uh, so, you know, that, that's, it, it was okay. I was glad to be done with it. I, when I got done, I was very glad to be, you know, it's over. I can ship it out of here. I'm, it's gone. So what I did okay. once that was done, I went back to Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, I've been playing this game for four years or something like that. I mm-hmm. finally finished the campaign. <laughs> no way. I'm so happy. Dude, I am so happy. And here's the funny part. This is so bizarre. I'm playing, and, and because I've it's been so long since I've played it, I really kind of forgot the storyline. I knew that my character, John Marston, was going after some dude named Dutch. And I guess he was like his old gang leader. But I really kind of forgot. So when I got back to where I was, I'm like, I have no idea who these people are, why I'm doing missions for them. I I just, you know, so I started just skipping cutscenes. I'm like, I'm just, I just want to play and get it done. I just, I didn't want to, because it's been so long I didn't have the interest in the story anymore, which stinks because the story was fantastic. I remember when I first went through it, it really hooked me because of the story. So I actually, and here I am, it's funny because I'm finally, I know I'm at the end of the game. I'm chasing down Dutch. I'm finally at his headquarters and, you know, his hideout and fighting my way in there. And I get to him and, and I'm chasing him through these tunnels and, and I'm, you know, spoiler alert, whatever. This game's been out forever, so I don't think this is a spoiler alert. But if you haven't heard how the game ends, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, skip forward 10 seconds. So I chase him out. He comes out on this, a ledge of this top of this mountain because we're, we're kind of fighting our way up this mountain. Right. And he's just standing there. He's got nowhere to go. And I come up behind him and it, it goes into a cutscene. So I hit the A button to skip the cutscene, right? Right. An achievement pops, and that's it. I'm like, what happened? The huh? kid's like, I'm free to go on to the next mission. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Where's my combat? Where's my fight scene with the guy? This is the guy I've been chasing the whole game. I'm like, what happened? So I had to go to YouTube and find that mission just so I could watch the cutscene. And there was no final boss. It was all cutscene. And the guy basically just threw himself off the mountain. After you have a short conversation, he just throws himself off the mountain to his death. Uh, I never had to fight the guy. <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me. No. So I, I missed the whole final cutscene in the game because, it, you know, the final part of the game, what you're working up to because it was a cutscene. I've not, I don't recall that ever happening in a game where the boss fight, there is not one. Yeah. You know, I guess you fought your way to him, and I guess that counts, but... It was weird. So then, and then I'm like, okay, well, I got an achievement, but I'm still standing there. I'm like, no credits are rolling. Nothing's going on. And I still see there's a main mission. It turns out I had like, that was like mission 50 or something. There's 57 missions. 
So there was like seven more things I had to do after the main story, after I basically beat the guy. Um, and so, and all the rest of them are like, okay, I get back to my family and now I'm finally with my family and my boy and I, I work, I'm trying to start my ranch up. So it's just like, go over to this ranch and, and get some cows and herd them back to your ranch um, go capture some wild horses, uh, break them. That was not fun. Um, it was interesting. It was interesting, but it was not fun. It was a pain in the butt to do. It took me quite a while sitting there breaking those stupid horses because um, they kept throwing me off. But it was a cool game idea and a game mechanic. When I first did the first one, I was like, hey, this is awesome. I mean, it was, And they hadn't had this through the whole game. But then it was just like uh, all these chores. You're doing all these chores, and I'm like, well, what the heck, man? This is such a letdown. Like, I beat the, the I went after this guy that was a point, and it was a cutscene, and now I'm doing chores. And then all of a sudden, after I did that last mission, or I get to that very last one, then it's like this big shootout, and the government who I was working for to chase down the bad guy turns on me and hunts me down. And I died. Dude, I died. And that's, I mean, that's, they killed off the main character. And it wasn't like I had a choice. The main character that you're playing all that time in gets killed in the end of the game. What? And that, yep. So you can, and, but what's interesting, here's what I liked about it. it. It stinked because, I mean, it really stunk because of, you know, you, he, he, he was not a bad guy. He, you know, he uh, he broke away from this gang when this guy got just kind of off the deep end, and then he helped the cops, if you will, to capture and kill him, and then they come after him anyways, you know, and you get killed. I mean, that's the way the game ends. But what I thought was cool is because it's an open world game, it's like, well, if you're dead, how do you continue? The game then goes into. Um, so it ends where they're, like your 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 wife and your son are burying you on the ranch, family ranch, you know, and okay. then it fades to credits and and then it comes back and you see you see the back of what looks like you standing there in front of your gravesite, but as it fades out, you see that your wife died a few years later after you, and then that's actually your son standing there who buried his mother. And you can continue now to do all the side quests and all the other stuff in the world as your son. Okay. So I thought that was kind of cool. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it was weird because I was like, I felt like I was robbed at the at the, the the final boss. Then I felt like I was robbed because I was killed, you know. But yet it's still wrapped up in a cool way. And, and I wasn't really upset that I was killed because I kind of felt like you know it almost had to do that, but. You kind of felt bad. It was like, what? You know? <laughs> yeah. You weren't expecting it. So um, it was a good game. I really did like Red Dead Redemption. It was a fun game. I had some challenges through it. Um, just I, I, I struggle with open world games sometimes. But yep. I, I'm so glad that I finished it. Um, I, I Yeah, it's just one of those that's been on my shelf for a long time. Um, and what's interesting when I, on my gaming shelf, I'll pull a disc. I pull that they're, you know, they're all sitting on the shelf, but ones that I need to work on or that I'm in the progress of, I leave them kind of partially sticking out. So that okay, I can as look, a reminder, kind of. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, what do I want to play? Okay, well, I got, pay me. I got pay these me. three I need to work on. You know, these are things I haven't completed. Or that's kind of smart. So it's always a 
hey, there's something here. I always have something to play. You know, it's just my way of saying I got something to work on. Um, so I, I finished that and then I went and put in GTA 4. Um, this one is something I played a long time ago. I got, I don't know how far into the game, probably further than I was hoping, um, or further than I thought because unfortunately my saved game file was gone. Somehow I lost it, so I have to start the game all over again. And I've played quite a bit, and I still haven't caught up to where I was. But um, I am skipping cutscenes on this one, which stinks because, again, this was a, a GTA 4 was... I enjoyed the story. I thought it was very interesting, and I liked it. And, you know, Rockstar can really... I mean, these are kind of the first two games I've played from Rockstar, and I'm impressed with the storytelling. Um, I've also played Max Payne 3, which was fantastic. Again, another great story. Um, they did an awesome job there. Um, but, you know, so I'm playing GTA 4 now. I'm working on that. And uh, I'll, I'll, my goal is to finish that game and because I bought the Game of the Year edition. So it has, uh, what is it, The Lost and the Damned and the, the Ballad of Gay Tony. I think those are the two DLC packs that come with it. So I got the game plus the two DLC packs. So, but my goal is to finish that and the two DLC packs by the end of the summer. Cause there's really not much of coming out this summer. Um, so I should be able to get through it. And I did a big chunk of it this week and I'm having fun with the game. So, uh, you know, I gotta just stick with it. And when I get frustrated on a, well, I quit because there was a chase mission and I couldn't, I just couldn't seem to catch up to the car. You know, I always crashing and, you know, the driving mechanics in a game are brutal. They're horrible. It's like you barely touch your stick and your car is like all over the road. Um, but I'm just going to stick with it. I'm going to get through it because I am enjoying the game. Uh, someone asked me the other day, um, uh, what's his name? Rob from, uh, uh, he's from New Zealand. I'm sorry if I got that wrong, but uh, I believe he's from New Zealand. We were on a party on Friday night when I when I was doing this, and he was I guess he was playing the multiplayer, and we were talking. I don't know why we never got into a multiplayer game. At the time, I didn't realize he was playing it, or we were talking about it. Uh, but we sh- we probably should have hooked up with it for some multiplayer. But um, I was just getting back into the campaign, and we were talking about it. But he asked me, "Are you going to get GTA 5? And I'm like, mm, I, "I don't know. Um, I really don't know because it really depends if I can get through this game. It's going to depend on what's coming out when that comes out." And if if it's too close to Xbox One, then I probably will skip it. But I'm enjoying it right now. So cool. Um, okay, so moving on, the last game I played is The Last of Us on PlayStation Three. Man, oh wow, what's that? What's that? <laughs> this Come game on. has gotten rave reviews, and everybody I know on our group who's played it, they're just like. This is the greatest thing ever. Um, this is a game I have been yeah, so excited about because it's by Naughty Dog, who did Uncharted. And Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 are the only three games I own for PlayStation 3. They're the essentially the reason I bought the PlayStation, was to play Uncharted series. And I, I loved that. Uncharted. So I have been dying to play this game, was going to buy it, decided, you know what, it's really going to be a single player. I'm not going to buy the game. I'll just rent it because I bought the other three. I went through the campaigns once, and now they're just sitting there. Okay. Um, you know, it's not on my system of choice, so I'm like, I'll just rent this one. So I played it. I got it the other day. Um, it showed up on Saturday. Well, yesterday, I guess. So I, I, I popped it in yesterday afternoon, 
And it's not, it's not, I don't know how to say it. It's at this point, it's not living up to what I expected. It's not, I'm surprised it's, it's slow. It's like, so it, are you saying it's not amazing? It's just a regular game. It, it looks great. The game looks great. Okay. okay. But everybody said, I've been told it picks up. So maybe I'm not far enough in, but right off the bat, it's just, um, I mean, the story was really good. The way it introduced the story, um, wow, the opening part was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what just happened. Um, but I'm in, okay, so I got past that. I'm in playing the game, and it's just, it's really slow, which okay. is probably good for the, well, the story pacing seems to be really slow. The combat and when you're in a fight is not slow, which that's where I wish it was slower because, dude, I am struggling with this PlayStation controller, dude. I'm having more, and maybe, you know, it's probably going to take me some time playing it to probably about six hours in, I'll finally, okay, I know that the X button is really A, because every time it comes up to say hit X, I'm hitting the square, which is where the X on the 360 controller is. On the PlayStation, X is actually A, you know, so... I keep hitting wrong buttons. I I, the, I just hate the controller. I, I wish I could play it on a 360, but you know I can get beyond that issue. But the game just—I thought I was going to be sitting there like, okay, if I put this in on Saturday afternoon, dude, I'm going to be in trouble because I'm never going to put it down. Okay. I played okay. for about an hour and a half, maybe. That's still a fair amount of time. And I'm like. I'm going to go downstairs and see what the kids are up to. <laughs> I'm going to go oh, rake the, the rocks. The wife wasn't home. My um, Two of my kids were gone. My oldest son was playing Skylanders downstairs. I could have sat here and played for a lot longer. Right. And I'm like, I'm done. I turned it off. I haven't turned it on since. Wow. And I'm like, man, I figured this would be a game, man, I would dive into and not be able to put down. And, and it's, I, I don't have the – I'm not sitting here like all day. That's Father's Day, you know. I, sh- I could have said, I'm going to go play a game, video games. So and my wife would have said, okay, I can't say anything about it because it's Father's Day, right? Of course, I couldn't have because I ended up getting called to work. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but it was like I didn't care. I didn't – I wasn't sitting here all day going, man, I wish I was up there playing the game. I'm like, whatever. I don't know when I'll get back to it. Which surprises me, because this is a game I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for this game. And then it gets here, and it's like, eh. <laughs> so, that's kind of frustrating, but I'm, I'm not giving up on it, and I will continue, I will play it. Um, I, I really, you know, but it, it, I'm just surprised. For it, It's, for some reason, it's not, it's going a lot slower than I expected, but I've heard the pacing picks up, and you know, as long as I can f- get comfortable with that stupid controller, it'll help. But um, so, and the game is so freaking dark. And that's another thing you can, it doesn't tell you where you're supposed to go. I don't know how many times I've been like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> and maybe that's just the, the intent. But um, you know, I'm getting through it. So I'll report back next week on, you know, as I get further into it, if I find it better or not. But, I mean, it's obviously a fantastic game. Everybody under the sun is raving about it. Um, I just, I, I think maybe I had such high expectations that it, you know, sometimes that when you get your hands on something you wanted so bad, it, it, the, the anticipation just ruins the experience because you had 
you know, how how can it live up to that? Right. So, but we'll see. Or it looks like it might be another, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, it starts with not Fallout, Fallout 3. Uh, I, ne- yeah, I didn't do that anyways. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. But anyways, well, let's get on to our topics. We got a lot of topics, and then we have even more community stuff. So I hit the community up this week to say, tell us what you want to talk about. And there was just tons of questions. So we're just going to hit them kind of ad hoc. But um, let's get into our topics, or Rob, what do you say? Okay, let's do it. So one of the coolest games uh, last year, at least in my opinion, was The Walking Dead. So this is one that started, what, what did it start, like August, September, something like that? Sure. <laughs> yeah, somewhere around there. So it started like late summer, and it went through in November, I think, with the retail coming out in December. Maybe it was October. Well, anyway, like yeah. So there's a uh, some DLC coming out uh, next month. The Walking Dead, 400 Days is the title. It's due in July, and it's only going to be 5 bucks. So this is a continuation. Is it, what? Sweet. Sweet. Mega five sweet. Bucks? 5 bucks for this amazing, amazing game. It looks like it's going to be sort of a continuation uh, in some respect of the game. Granted, I think... None of the characters are going to be, or from the original five episodes, are going to be in this. At least I didn't see anybody in the trailer that I recognized. But uh, the choices that you made in the original game somehow are going to carry over into this. And then the choices that you make in this game uh, in 400 days are going to apply to Season 2 somehow. How How can the choices you made in the first game apply to this if none of the characters are there? Well, I think if you were a jerk, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that you, it might carry you're, over you're somehow. You're dead. You died. You're a zombie. Remember? I, you know, it's it's a good question. That'll be it's, interesting. It's a very good question. I would really think that if you were kind of jerky, that you know that um, would kind of continue. Like bad things happen to jerky people. Look at all those movies. <laughs> Look at that one. You know, there's some kind of calamity and there's that one jerky guy that's screaming at everybody and going nutty he's the first one to go there you go isn't that right isn't that right yep so uh you know i'm really excited to see this thing come out i'm actually you know when i saw this trailer i didn't see when the release date was i you know wasn't quite sure what july yeah, I mean, I, I saw it afterwards, but, you know, I was really hoping it was going to be sooner rather than later. Really, really, yeah. really open. And, you know, I, I can wait up to six weeks. I'll be happy with that. You can because you have no choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> See, the cool thing about gaming is you just find something else to take your mind off of it. And then before you know, it's like, hey, it's coming out next week. So, all right, so that's uh, Walking Dead 400 Days. Look for it next month. Mark. Okay, well, uh, move, we're talking zombies. We might as well stay on zombies. and But we're going to talk about next-gen zombies. So Dead Rising 3, um, there's a story here from uh, Joystick that they reported that uh, traversing Dead Rising 3's reportedly massive open world won't be a race against the clock. Thank you. I like that. Um, or, an, or it won't be an all-out search for a bathroom like previous entries in the series. 
unless, of course, you want it to be. The game's new direction, as well as its opt-in old direction, has been explained by Capcom during a closed-door demonstration at E3 recently. So they quote, We're trying to have our cake and eat it, too, in terms of how the game world works, a Capcom representative said during the demonstration. In previous Dead Rising games, time was ticking. You have to rush through the game. You don't get a chance to explore. You don't get a chance to experiment. You have, you can only save in certain locations, and some people love that. But some people hated it. Hated it! Hated it. Yep, and it totally turned them off from Dead Rising. Exactly. I, I don't think I got past, uh, as soon as I got in the mall, I think, which was right near the beginning, uh, I happened to fight that first boss character. That's where I quit. Um, never played Dead Rising 2, so... Um, but Dead Rising 3 does look good. So anyways, so Capcom's goal has been to make zombies the main threat in the game rather than time pressure, and it's doing so by removing the timer and adding autosaves. The company does seem aware, however, that, it, that this is against the grain of the series' history, and as such, a nightmare mode is going to be available for those that want something a little more classic. So this will have no autosaves, the clock will be ticking... And they will fail you if you don't make it to the next mission in time. So it works just like the old Dead Rising game. So, you know, this is cool. I like this because it, this is how, this is how you bring in new people. You want to make your game more accessible to the masses. Cause, you know, that's always a bad thing. You know, it, it's always viewed as a bad thing in the hardcore gaming community. You know, people like their games. They want it to stay that way. If it's hard, they want it to stay hard. So how do you, how does a company, but a company that's making a game, if they're like, well, we feel we can make more sales and make more money, which is the ultimate goal. Because if they make more money off the more sales, that means they can make another game in that series, right? So, it, you know, yep. this is like a perfect way of we're going to change it. However, we're, you know, we're going to change it to appeal to more people. However, we are going to have a mode that keeps it original. So you're you're able to satisfy the hardcores, and you're able to go to people like myself, who are like, "Hey, this game looks awesome. You've removed the stuff that it hindered me before. I'm willing to give this one a try." And I actually had this game pre-ordered, but I actually had to cancel it because um, I forgot that I didn't put in my Call of Duty order. So um, I, I I felt four games on pre-order plus a console was enough. I didn't need five games, so I canceled Dead Rising 3, but uh, this still might end up on my library because the game looks fantastic. But So, there you go. Fantastic. Okay, uh, one game that really, really, really stood out for me from the E3 footage, and it was actually uh, in the reveal. Actually, not, not the E3 footage. Uh, and that was Quantum Break. Was that an E3? Yes, no, it was. I, no, I can't remember. So yes, it was in oh, both. Yes, it was. Oh, that's right. Because in the reveal, it had that family, and then E3, it had the really cool video. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I, I was getting my releases uh, kind of mixed up here. So Quantum Break, the, the animation and the realism of the graphics was just phenomenal. Just the, for me, facial features are what make the game. You know, motion is cool, but if you've got those eyes that don't look right, or if you've got that plastic face, it, it's, it's not as real as it could be. It doesn't matter how fluid the motion is, you know, how all their arms move and how, anyway. So, Quantum Break 
just had these characters that were like frozen in time. And I remember when I was looking at it, I was, it was like, is that real? You know, is, is she real or is she, she's CGI? Actually, I, would, I don't think it would be CGI. It would be console generated graphics. I mean, like, and it was really hard to pick out. And, you know, ultimately it, you know, it was, uh, animation, but, uh, Anyway, I'm, I'm getting kind of sidetracked with this. Let me get back to the story. But uh, so with Quantum Break, you know, in addition to the realism of the graphics, uh, it looks like we're going to be getting a live-action series uh, along with the game. There's been uh, a couple of games by uh, the same developer in the past, like uh, what Alan or Max Payne and Alan Wake, where they've told the story through a couple of different venues. You know, like, uh, you know, comic book style or, or whatnot. And Quantum Break is actually going to include almost like a little mini movie or a mini TV series in it. So you're going to be playing the game and then the story's going to unfold. Because when we had the reveal, if you guys remember, there was like that live action sequence, which really confused me initially. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, because it's like, why do they have this. I mean, it's obviously real. It's not, you know, in-game footage, graphics, and, and so forth. You know, right. what are they doing with this? So, I guess our answer, or that kind of, that question's been answered some somewhat, where it's going to be telling a story in addition to the game. So, uh, that, that's pretty sweet. And I'm really looking forward to see what, uh, what Remedy you know, has for us with this because you know, we all love the stories, you know, we all love the epic stories or, you know, very cool stuff and uh, see what happens. Well, what's interesting is it seems like this, the, the quote TV show can change mm-hmm. based on how you play the game. Okay. That's, that's the part I'm not getting. So it, it's I wonder not... if it's like choose your own adventure kind of thing. You know? Well, they, they even said in the story, we're not creating a choose your own adventure. Um, yet, it, it, well, they even said the story from Quantum Break and its companion live action series interweave. Uh, though aspects of the story can change based on player choices, Quantum Break's primary narrative is one that was crafted by their team. So he says they're not doing the choose your own adventure, uh, where very easily one's tight story gets all watered down to make many weaker ones, but, um, still, there's somehow, we are be able, we're going to be able to affect the actual TV version that you're going to see. So it, it's weird. It's like I don't get yeah. it. So I guess I'm, we're going to see this TV play out as we're playing the game, or uh, almost like uh, what, what, what was it? Full motion video. You know that used to be the the all the rage back like in the 80s. You know, or, you, no, it was early 90s. Early 90s. Yeah. I'm just wondering if we're some awful games. Yeah. Are they? Kind of going back that way, but, you know, with more quality stuff or, I mean, when they say it's going to be included with the game, it almost sounds like it's something separate, but then you couldn't just sit down and watch the TV show and then go play the game if the game will impact the TV show. So I'm not sure how it all works yet. It's kind of weird. It's kind of, you know, when they say they're not creating a choose your own adventure, I don't know if I buy that because there's several different ways to have an interpretation of that because, all right, you've got the classic choose your own adventure books. And those of you that aren't sure what we're talking about, 
back in the day, there used to be this series of books called Choose Your Own Adventure, and there were some ripoffs. Those are those rocked. Oh, totally. Loved them. And it was it was a really neat idea where you started reading a story, and and they were pretty much targeted at like young adults, I think. Yeah. But you know, you would start reading a story, and it's like. You know, one that I particularly remember is like, you know, you move the rock and then, you know, a scorpion bites you in the foot. And then it says, what do you want to do? Do you want to run, you know, to, you know, see if you can find somebody, you know, run back to your vehicle or something like that. If if so, choose or turn to page 25. Or if you want to sit there and call somebody on the radio, you know, choose, you know, turn to page 26. And then the story would change, you know, like if you ran back, you know, oh, you died because the venom went through your system. You know, another one that's like, oh, Fred came over with a snake bite kit and, you know, <laughs> so, so, you know, there's the classic sense of choose your own adventure where your choice makes a huge change. I don't think they're going to do that, you know, and they kind of exemplify that by saying, you know, take a, a good story and make it into multiple weak stories. Right. I, that, you know, I can see. However, you look at Walking Dead, the uh, the Telltale game. Yeah. There was choosing, technically, like, your own adventure of sorts where you had decisions. You know, do you help this person? Do you leave them? Does it right. ultimately change the story? No. But it makes the experience a little bit different because if you leave that person, they're not in the rest of the story. You know what I mean? But what's interesting about that one is those decisions are going to continue to carry forward. They could, at the end of this thing, I mean, eventually I would think they've got a, how's it going to catch up? But it could impact season two and the new 400 days. And, you know, there there could be some different, we could start to see a broader range of story based on decisions. But, yeah, yeah from what we saw, it really didn't change much. Very right. little, but there were differences, which was yeah. kind of cool. And I think that's what you're getting at. That's where this is going to be. They're going to be more smaller, where no matter what your decision is, you know, it's going to be a minor impact. So the TV show will maybe Still play. Still follows. Yeah, so. the whole the main story arc is the same, but what you see, you know, you might see, you might not see a character anymore because they died off. Is where if they didn't die off in the game, you would still see them in the TV show. Yeah. But your whole story is still going to have the same outcome. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I, I totally see them not doing a whole choose your own adventure thing, but, you know, the, the choices, are, they can still be there. And so I'm excited about the, the the risks that they're taking. You know, they're, they're doing something new, and I like that. And they did a great job with um, Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Remedy is a good developer. Microsoft's behind them. You know, we've got the new, and this could spin off to an actual TV series on the Microsoft Xbox Live Entertainment Channel. You know, like we're going to see a Halo TV show. Mm-hmm. You could end up with a Quantum Break TV show. Yeah. I mean, you know, and if they're done good, like, like, uh, what was the um, Halo hopefully, Forward hopefully Under Scott Dawn? Bakula is not in it. Oh yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> not that he's a bad actor. He's, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's, it's one, he's one of those that's like, if it stars him, you know, the show's going to last one or two seasons. Yeah. You know, it's just, he's never been in anything that lasted, but. Are you thinking of Scott Bale? 
No, I'm Scott Bakula, who who played the captain of the Enterprise. I know, I know. I'm, I'm just messing with you, dude. I'm messing Not with you. Not Chachi. <laughs> so, but anyways. Yeah, All right. So we'll we'll see what happens. I, I'm really looking forward to this game. It looks it looks pretty sweet. I'd say it's got one of the best graphics out of all of the things that they've shown so far. Well, sweet game is Titanfall, yeah. and so you say. Oh, it's going to be it's going to rock. No, See, so say we all. So say we all. Exactly. <laughs> um, Titanfall. Now here's, and I still haven't seen this. So rumor has it that Titanfall is a multiplayer only game. So okay. that kind of surprises me. I don't, yeah. I, I've not, in fact, you know what, I'll probably look this up while you do your next story. Because um, this is something I keep wanting to, to check into. Um, because I'm surprised, if that's the case, I'm surprised that um, they're going away from um, a campaign. I mean, not that there was much of one in a Call of Duty game, you know, five, six hours, but, you know... Still, I was expecting a campaign, and I've kind of heard this is multiplayer only title. Uh, we'll have to find out, and and I'll I'll try to research that here um, while we're before we end the show. However, uh, one thing that's kind of cool to know about Titanfall is it's going to have dedicated servers, and this will be on the PC, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. That's all platforms. That's the only way to play the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's a quote: We're using Microsoft's cloud compute initiative to run all our servers for it. So it's all running on dedicated servers. We'll spin up and spin down servers as necessary, and it'll do all the AI hosting and physics calculations and all matchmaking and all that good stuff. It's all dedicated servers all the time. So that's that's consoles and PC. So I know gamers love dedicated servers. You don't have to worry about host advantage or, you know, anybody lagging out and you know, it's all dedicated. It's going to make for a very sweet, I think, a very smooth uh, game to play online. And uh, I'm excited about it. I'm glad. I, dude, I cannot wait for this game. I, I will definitely have this game when it launches. Okay, cool. Then uh, speaking of other launches, uh, Skylanders, you know, I, I know, Mark, you, you haven't had enough of your Skylanders. Is that right? Yeah, my kids still play that game. They love it. Yeah, you know you love it too. Ah, uh, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, because that game's all used up. It's all used up. You're you're tired of it because you spent 400 hours playing it. So there's uh, yet another Skylanders, Skylanders Swap Force. It's due to hit the PS4 and the Xbox One at launch. So what does that mean? Well, that means we don't know exactly when it's going to come out. So whenever the consoles come out, this game will come out. So you know, the Skylanders folks, the PS4 folks, and the Xbox folks all know when this exact day is going to be. But we'll have to wait. All we know is November. And uh, they're going to be using the same figurines as the current gen titles. So that's good, right? Yeah. To some extent. And uh, uh, there's going to be a release for the 3DS Wii, PS3, and the Xbox 60, and that other Wii thing. Uh, in a, on October 13th in the United States. So looks like it'll be out for the current gen systems uh, on October 13th, and then for the next gen, uh, you know, maybe about a month later. Or two weeks. No, three weeks. Because weren't we speculating that it was going to come out? Uh, we, we don't know. Uh, November, supposedly. Yeah. 
So I think we were thinking Call Tuesday, Duty, right? Call of Duty is listed as coming out November fifth. Yeah, double check. I think it's November fifth. So a lot of people were saying since that's an Xbox One release, that must mean that, that an Xbox One's coming out that day. But that doesn't mean it. It's just I wouldn't be surprised. Be available, but it, it might be November fifth. Um, I'm still going with the twelfth. Eleven, twelve, thirteen. That's right. I'm sticking <laughs> to it, buddy. Um, but I do hope. I actually hope it is November fifth. Because I'm actually going to be out of, if it comes out on the 12th, man, I'm going to be out of town. (laughs) Yeah, my my buddy at work is going to be, he's going on a European vacation that week in November. So he's like, I'm not going to get it. Well, he's going to get it, but he won't be around. Yeah, I paid for day one, overnight, same day, and then if I'm not even here, (laughs) that's wasted four bucks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But So I'll I'll have to have... uh, my people down in Arizona take it off your porch. Yeah, yep, yep, whatever. <laughs> my wife will come out shooting. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so don't mess with her, man. <laughs> yeah, don't you mess with my honey's. Uh, I was going to say 360 Xbox One. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So that was it for Skylanders. Um, just a quick update. Titanfall is indeed a multiplayer-only game. So it is multiplayer-only. Yes. But it injects single-player elements such as plot, character chatter, and non-player characters into its matches. Yay. Yeah, we'll see. Um, either way, I'm buying it no matter what. Um, yeah. So we know the Xbox One's coming. We've heard about some new games that are coming out. It has also been confirmed that The Evil Within um, and... Wolfenstein or Wolfenstein of the New Order are also confirmed for Xbox One. Um, so these are both games from Bethesda Softworks. So if you like those titles, you can get them on Xbox One. So there you go. Right. Just not a lot there, but I just like to let you guys know of more games coming out for this awesome system. Yeah. One thing we've been talking about quite a bit over the past couple of weeks, at least I have. I, I think I'm the one that keeps bringing it up. But uh, and that's really the cost of the games. What are Xbox One titles going to cost? And we had long speculated. Well, actually, let me stop saying we. I had long <laughs> speculated that they were going to bump it up. You know, it's just, uh, you know, sixty nine ninety nine. Make it seventy dollars per game uh, instead of the current uh, sixty dollars per game. Well, looks like uh, Microsoft spokesperson has confirmed to Kotaku that Microsoft's first-party Xbox One games are going to cost $60 still. The same cost as, you know, we're currently used to with the 360. What does that mean for other publishers? Could they go up? Maybe. Are they going to be the same? Maybe. Maybe. I'm really curious. I would think that... Well, let me ask you this, Mark. Okay, okay. so if Microsoft titles are 60 bucks, do you think that like EA would have a problem bumping their titles up 10 bucks? Nope. <laughs> you want to think about that for a little while? Nope. <laughs> are you sure? Yep. <laughs> okay. Hey, we already heard uh, Bobby Kodak was saying... A couple of years ago, that he felt these games should be a hundred bucks or something like that. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, Activision's not going to have a problem jacking the price up. Um, you know, I think I think Microsoft and 
and Sony right now, they're just so trying to outdo one another. You know, Sony made a comment about the price is not exceeding $60, and, you know, Microsoft's just got to answer the same. Um, and if you think about it, Microsoft and Sony can sell their first-party titles. They should be able to sell them at a cheaper price because they're going to, you know, they should be able to pocket more of that. You know, they don't have to I, – I don't see Microsoft Studios having to pay any kind of licensing fees to itself – you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, yeah. Where everybody else has got to pay licensing fees and yeah, I guess and yeah. whatnot. So they they should be able to sell them a little cheaper and and still make the profit that all the others do. But um, I think it's good if both these companies say we're going to stick to this price. Maybe that'll get the others to stay in the realm of the same price range. Um, you know, I've ordered four games. All four games that I pre-ordered on Amazon are all listed at that sixty dollar price. Right. So, I mean, that's always subject to change. Yeah. But, you know, as far as we know right now, they're going to, the, even the, uh, like, I got Call of Duty, it's listed at 60 bucks. Um, Forza, of course, that's a first title. Uh, Watch Dogs and Battlefield 4, you know, I've got all those pre ordered and they're $60 right now as well. Mm-hmm. So, that's an EA. And uh, Ubisoft games, so you know, I, I think maybe, hopefully, that price stays. So, yeah, there's a, a pretty interesting thing that they had in an article where they used the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, inflation calculator, and they said, or they figured out that sixty dollars in 2006 money, when uh, 360 came out, is up to 69.21 right now. Right. Yeah. So you know, then, it, it's harder for us to s- separate from our money, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that means that sixty nine twenty one in today's money is the equivalent of what sixty bucks was what seven years ago. Right. And sixty dollars today is worth fifty two dollars in money back then. Yeah. So I guess in money wise, inflation wise, you know, to make uh, Bobby Kotick happy, you should be paying seventy bucks uh, or so. I suppose. Now that wouldn't make him happy because yeah. that would only maintain. That would only maintain, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and he wanted the old ones to be paying a lot more. So. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what and, they do with know, Destiny. And if they if they drop twenty million to make a game, I mean, whose fault is that? That's their fault. Exactly. You know, look at look at Assassin's Creed. They got so many people developing that game. I mean, do you really need a thousand developers to make one game? I mean, it's ridiculous. That's that's just somebody's got to draw that ship. Yeah, that no, ship was so. Hundred people have to draw that ship. <laughs> It takes a hundred people to draw a ship. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. So, you know, they're talking about all these big budget stuff and, you know, you want this, you want that. It's going to cost money. Mm, you know, it doesn't have to cost that much money. You know, give me, give me a good game. Give me a game that's bug free and that's fun to play. You know, the indie guys are making games that are fun to play that, you know, are built by one or two guys. Yeah. And they're fantastic games to play, you know? Right. So I, I don't buy into the whole thing. It, that's just, an excuse that they want to use to try to milk more money out of everybody. So, 
Yeah, and you need like twenty producers and everything. You know, granted, I, you know, I, I can't say I, I fully understand the whole process, and you know, I'm sure it's a lot more complicated than you know we would ever think or make it out to be. But you know, it still seems excessive. Where you know, one of the, one of these games costs as much as you know a, a full motion picture. Yeah. Oh, to make some of them cost more than a movie does. So. Oh yeah. So. That's for sure. But I think there's a lot of mismanagement too. I mean, but there are a lot of people just riding it out, you know. Yeah. But well, you know, whatever, whatever. So you know, it's good to see that at least Microsoft titles are going to be sixty bucks, and uh, you know, hopefully everybody else will stay the same. You know, especially since you can't rent games, so it yeah. behooves them to keep it lower. All right, Rob. Well, I'm going to give you a chance to rest your vocal pipes there, get yourself a little something cool to drink, because I am going to take some time to read something. But I'm okay. reading this. I'll take you up on that. I know we're not the Achievement Hounds, but, you know, and a lot of you guys listen to Achievement Hounds. That's cool. But I still thought this was interesting, and I still think this, you know, even if we've got people in our audience that don't listen to the Hounds, um, they may still be interested in achievements, and the system's about to change. So, I'm going to read a posting. I'm actually going to read his whole entire blog post. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was kind of humorous. Um, it was a, it was a fun read when I read it. So I just wanted to share it. This is from Major Nelson's website. Uh, he posted this on June 12th. And uh, it's about Xbox One achievements because there are going to be some changes. And let me cough real quick. Pause for coughing. <laughs> Take a quick sip because I'm going to need it here. Ah, nice cold Coca-Cola. It's not so cold anymore. All right, but here we go. I'm going to read it verbatim. So hopefully you guys will bear with me and enjoy what uh, the – there's a lot of information here. I think it's kind of cool. And then, Rob, I'm curious to get your comments when uh, when I'm all done here. So today we talked about some of the changes to the new achievement system coming with Xbox One. We just got done hearing from Chad Gibson, Principal Group Program Manager for Xbox Live Gaming Features, and Mark Laven, Senior Global Product Marketing Manager for Xbox Live on our live broadcast. This morning we asked Sierra McDonald to explain some of the achievement changes in greater detail for us. Here's what she wrote for you guys. Ahoy, my name is Sierra McDonald. I'm from Chicago. I'm an Illini. Uh, you know, state of uh, uh, University of Illinois. And most uh, pertinently, pertinently, I'm the program manager for Xbox Live Achievements Service. Man, Rob, did you ever think that there, you could have in a job title, program manager for Xbox Live Achievements? <laughs> I didn't know they had a PM. All right, so anyways, my love of gaming started as a wee child playing Super Mario Brothers at home and joining friends on Altered Beasts and Contra at the local arcade. My family's team sport is Boggle. Um, and apropos of nothing, I once shattered my elbow, or as my surgeon once put it, it's like Humpty Dumpty fell into a diamond surface. Fun facts. Achievements are like delicious gravy or a fudge sauce for the most dessert-minded on top of a developer's tasty meal of a game. Playing the game is fun by itself. And achievements add an extra layer of discovery, exploration, and accomplishment that reinforces the natural enjoyment of the gameplay. For Xbox One, my team, an incredible group of smart, hardworking folks, and I have rebuilt the achievement system to be more powerful and more flexible so that developers and publishers can deliver more interesting, complex, and fulfilling goals and rewards to you. What exactly does that mean? 
let's get started with what you get. Xbox blazed the trail back in 2005 by introducing Xbox Live Achievements as a metagame whose cumulative score, which is called Gamer Score, spans across games on every Xbox Live platform. Many of today's game systems followed our model and now offer achievements or badges as well. With Xbox One, we are once again breaking the mold, and this time we want consumers to reap more tangible benefits. In addition to Gamer Score, we will remain as a critical which will remain as a critical part of the Xbox gaming experience. And yes, your gamer score from Xbox 360 will carry forward to Xbox One. There's only one gamer score. Um, consumers can now unlock the digital artwork, new maps, unlockable characters, and temporary stat boosts via achievements. And this is not limited to games. Other Xbox One applications, such as video and music apps, can now use achievements to bring your awesome bring you awesome sneak peek content, early access, or subscription extensions. Only games will give you gamer score. I think that's important to note. Now, cool. So you can earn cool stuff with Xbox Live achievements. Let's talk about how they work. There are now two types of achievements, achievements and challenges. An achievement is probably already familiar. There's a goal or activity you must accomplish and a reward that you receive upon completion. You can unlock an achievement at any time, be it on a game's launch day or three years later. I guess you can say an achievement is like a promise in that sense. A challenge, on the other hand, is more like an opportunity. Better grab it while you can. It is also comprised of a goal and a reward. However, challenges are time-based, as in real-life time. That means you can only unlock during its eligible time window. And if you get close but don't complete the goal when it ends, oh well, you're out of luck. Yeah. yeah. So achievements are cha- achievements and challenges are both officially considered Xbox Live achievements. So they inherit many of the same benefits. You can unlock them and win their rewards. Once unlocked, they are saved to your achievement history. They each have an icon to visualize the cool thing you did. They often are associated with a game DVR capture to show your friends that you are better than they are. Oh, that's that sounds cool. That that lets me know, or that tells me that when I get an achievement, I'm going to be able to see that automatically in my game DVR. That I think is cool. Oh yeah. Uh, and then developers can release more of them after the game's initial release, and we'll talk more of that in a bit. There's also some noticeable differences between them. Challenges are time-based. As just noted, challenges are only available for a certain period of time. Only your activity during that time frame will count toward unlocking the challenge. Achievements do not expire, so you can unlock them at your leisure. Until the servers are shut down. Um, sorry, that was my input. <laughs> uh, challenges do not give out gamer score. We want everyone to have the same shot at increasing their gamer score to its highest potential. Since challenges are intentionally temporary or an opportunity, and achievements never expire, (laughs) yeah, right, only achievements may offer gamer score as a reward. Challenges may cross titles, but achievements cannot. Achievements cannot be shared across title where challenges are allowed to span multiple titles. So I, I could see them, uh, I'm going to take a quick side note here, I can see them saying like Ubisoft doing a challenge of like, 
play Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, and Splinter Cell in this weekend or something. You know, you play or play three Ubisoft titles or something to be, you know complete the challenge. So I think that's where they're kind of going with that stuff like that. Um, challenges can be unlocked by the community. Community challenges are typically goals that exceed what a lone player can accomplish in a given period of time. Imagine, for example, a game releases a headshot weekend challenge that require players to cumulatively headshot one million baddies in a three-day period. And every person who participates and meets the challenge's goals gets the unlock on his or her achievement history and reaps its reward. Another really cool thing with the new achievement system is that it's cloud-powered. A magical term, I know, but it delivers real value to users. Check it out. Having cloud-powered achievements make it, makes it easy and consistent to run challenges across all players of a game simultaneously. It makes it possible for developers to add new achievements and challenges after their game is initially released. Why is this good for you? Number one, it means you can get new achievements without always being required to buy new content, in other words, free, or download title updates. Number two, it allows developers to learn from and respond to user activity and focus on adding stuff that you'll find fun. For example, let's say a certain game is known on community forums to have a fun little sub-game of kicking chickens. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what game they're referring to there. Wouldn't it be amazing yeah. if the game developers noticed the community enjoying an unintended aspect of the game and created a challenge around it with a reward to boot? Number three. It empowers developers to involve the community in the achievement creation process. If they so choose, a developer could run a contest for users to submit and vote on challenge ideas. For example, with the winning idea being released to the public as a legitimate Xbox Live achievement. So let's bring it all home and talk about what you'll actually see. The Xbox One dashboard experience greatly improves how you discover and view Xbox Live achievements. Ever wondered how far you were toward completing an achievement, particularly those that involve a lot of collection or linear progress? With Xbox One, games may now expose your latest progression toward unlocking an achievement right on the dashboard, even before you launch the game. Cool! I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quickly catch up on what your friends have been up with the achievement activity feed that keeps you informed about your friends' latest unlocked achievements. Check out video clips of that magical moment when an achievement was unlocked. Easily discover upcoming challenges for a game at any time. And your achievement history has been transformed into a more beautiful gallery of achievement icons that properly show off your hard-earned victories. So that that's the end of that um, long read. But I just found this really cool. Um, I love the idea of the game DVR automatically capturing every achievement so that I've got it. Um, you know, you can, especially on some things that are hard, you know, and, and that, that not everybody's, you know, some of these things might be accomplished in different ways. So it'd be kind of cool to see how pe different people got them. Um, I like the idea of challenges where, you know, if you go in and you do something in a weekend, you get one headshot and the community together gets a million. You, you took a part of that, you get a reward. I think that's kind of cool. Um, I think that the adding the challenges and stuff, you know, they can put these challenges in and say, go back and play an old game, you know, to get something. You know, I think this kind of encourages people also to keep their games, you know, if developers are going to put some time, because this can't be hard. You know, they could 
put this in real easily. You just create some kind of challenge um, and reward people that have kept their games. And, you know, I just think that's kind of cool. Um, and also having all this available on the dashboard and being able to see track your progress, I, I like that. I'm, I'm hoping to see some really cool um, stuff outside of what we currently have. So, I don't know. What do you what do you think of uh, the re- revamping the achievements? You know, Mister Three Thousand Achievement Points. <laughs> I'm at four. Come on, get with the times. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's it's very cool because it's like the evolution of the system. You know, we're getting the next gen console, and they're you know they're stepping it up a notch. You know, they're thinking of some creative ways to make you know the experience more interesting. And they're leveraging the technologies, which is which is awesome. So I'm very pleased with what Microsoft's doing. And you know, I, I think what it's been kind of outlined is probably just going. I mean, it might be all of it, or it could be just some of what's coming. You know, because it's very possible that they're not going to be. You know, they're not announcing everything yet. You know, they're not letting everything out of the out of the bag. So I, I'm I'm very pleased. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun and, you know, cool. I mean, bring it, man. Give us, because achievements have become such a big part. Even, even like myself, who I'm, I'm no longer like a hound. I don't play games strictly for achievements, but when I do play a game, I look at the things that I can obtain. Um, and if there's something that, if I've missed it, and it's something, you know what, I can go back and get that. I'll go back and, and boost an achievement or milk it or uh, grind out something if I really enjoy the game. Because, um, I don't know, I just want to try to have that. Um, uh-huh. You know, I recently, I did 1K a game recently. I Oh, Dead Island Riptide. And, um, you know, I that was a game I was still playing after, even after I got the, all my 1K. But, because um, I loved it. But, you know, the games that you enjoy, it's nice to be able to go back and say, oh, look, I can go and do this. Or it gives you more time in the game, you know. Right, right. Um, so I think this is cool. Maybe we'll expand uh, the replayability or give you more value for your money by having you go back and replay or do things that, like the kicking chickens, you know, kick, kick 100 chickens and you know, this weekend or something. I, you know, I mean, it's stupid and it, it might be a grind, but it's still just kind of, you know, hey, if I'm getting a play of this game that I paid and I'm getting some kind of reward, I, cool. Hey, did you hear uh, Major Nelson's podcast, I think a week or two ago, where they were talking about what the original plan for the chickens was? No, I didn't hear no? that. Okay, so... You know, in the game, there's the chickens that you can kick or whatever. That's in Fable. Yes. Okay, just so at least we're assuming they're discussing Fable because that's what I think of when I think of chicken. Kicking oh yeah, chicken. no, that, that's that's at least what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I, okay, anyway, so it was originally going to be a different animal. Can you guess what it was? What the uh, original plan was? No, I have no idea. No, it was originally going to be monkeys. Monkeys. Exactly. <laughs> Why would monkeys? Okay. Needless to say, they scrapped it and they made it chickens. Not that chickens makes more sense, but monkeys is like <laughs> what? <laughs> He's kicking monkeys. <laughs> well, I don't think they ever intended them for him to kick them, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But so at some point they switched from monkeys to chickens. <laughs> And the, story, and, and the game was forever changed, probably for the better. There you go. 
Okay. <laughs> That's a good water cooler. See, Rob, you just gave some trivia fodder for people to bet their friends on the water cooler and win. Yeah. See, guys, you yeah, can I... use that. See, see, you can win with TXL, baby. We'll hook you up, man. That's some good little – try that at your buddies on work this week and make some yeah. money. Get or a free lunch. <laughs> or, you know, when you're at the next party, that's how you can get all the girls. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Probably not. You go you – go, <laughs> you go up to some girls and you're like, hey, can you guess what? The chickens were originally supposed to be in Fable 3, <laughs> when, you know, the ones that you kick. And they're like, uh, what's – Fable 3, you loser. <laughs> I don't think they'd even respond to you. They'd just probably walk off. <laughs> yeah. You ain't picking up any chick for knowing that. Yeah, I, I, I would bet you the women that listen to our show would probably say the same thing. <laughs> I don't think they'd uh, be too interested in a guy that came up with that kind of line. But Yeah. Oh, well. That's for sure. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, let's, okay. let's, let's move uh, on. Enough, enough of that talk. <laughs> enough of that crazy talk. And actually, was that our first, uh, um, you know, like social etiquette tip on this show? I don't know. Uh, Maybe. It might have been. It, uh, what took us so long? Social etiquette. By yeah, PXL. social etiquette. <laughs> yeah. What to put in a social etiquette moment. Yeah, how to, how, to tur- how to turn people away at parties. <laughs> how to remain single. <laughs> yeah. <so, laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Rainbow Six uh, is a title that was announced, wow, like two years ago. Uh, initially, it was going to be scheduled for the 360, the PS3, and the PC. And because I phrased it as such, you can pretty much bet that it's changing. Well, of course it is changing. So, right now it's going to be headed to next-gen systems. And, uh, you know, by the wording of... Of, of the article that was released, it looks like it might be strictly for next-gen systems. At least that's the way that I'm reading it. What do you think, Mark? Did you uh, get a chance to look at that? I would say that's exactly what it's for. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it looks, <laughs> looks like it's going for next-gen systems only. And uh, there's an interesting quote uh, by uh, Tony Key from... Uh, uh, Ubisoft, he goes, we can't and we don't want to make 10 giant blockbuster games at the same time. We're absolutely making another Rainbow Six. We've already said so. We just, uh, we just, as we enter the new generation, have to make sure we make the right game at the right time with the right feature sets. Dude, whatever. All this means is it's going to change again. The game has changed multiple times already. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to completely revamp it again. Um, You know, it's, I don't know. I've I've given up on this one. I'll believe it when I see it in my store. I mean, I'm a Rainbow Six fan. I love Rainbow Six. But, my gosh, how how could they squander a franchise as popular as that and just let this thing sit and squander for so many years? Yeah, you know it's it's ridiculous, and when it's gone this long, I kind of tend to think it's not going to happen. And you know, if they're making it for next gen only, so that means you know it's probably going to be a 2014 title at the earliest. At the earliest, because they're not going to put it out anytime soon. Otherwise, they would have announced it. And if it, yeah, if it's it may even be 2015 because. If they're going to revamp all now and go to a brand new gen, they're going to probably scrap the entire thing and. 
build from scratch and they're going to want a, a bigger audience on the hardware. So it might be a couple Christmases before we see this. Yeah. And by then, no one will even know what the heck Rainbow Six was. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, look, a new IP. Because it'll be like 10 freaking years before it finally gets out. <laughs> Jeez. So. <laughs> Rainbow Six. It took six years between. Way, way to kill a title, Ubisoft. Yeah. So. And they say, uh, or a key further on says, uh, Rainbow Six got caught in the transition of going to next gen. Essentially, we're figuring out, well, are we making the right game for the right hardware systems. And, you know, on Watch Dogs, the guys have been working on that game, and it's always been a next-gen game in their minds and the way they were designing it. So you can, I mean, that kind of further says, you know, like what you had said, Mark, where it's going to change. Yeah. So, you know, 2014, 2015, 2016, hopefully it won't be a, a game like Duke Nukem. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Where you wait all those years and then it stinks. And I saw an image online somewhere uh, where it was going for like two ninety nine. That's even not worth it at that price. Yeah, no kidding. That's just me though. So it's at two ninety nine. It's not even worth the case <laughs> yeah. if you reuse it for something else. So, uh, Rainbow Six Patriots, we'll see you whenever. Whenever. Ho- hopefully we'll find other stuff to play. Ready when much. it's ready. Yeah. <laughs> so, Alrighty. I, I jumbled some stuff around, Rob, so why don't you go ahead on to your next story there. Okay, why I, don't I... I, I tossed something out that uh, was just not worth uh, discussing today. Okay. So. Absolutely. Now, <sighs> there's been... a. Okay, I was going to say there's been a little bit of <laughs> talk about the Xbox One lately. Now, who am I kidding? There's the been Xbox a lot. What? Never heard I, of it. <laughs> the what? The Xbox what did who? I did, I say, did I say Xbox 360? No, you said it right. Oh, I'm like, okay. you said, wow, never <laughs> You said there's been a sure. lot of talk about Xbox sure. One. I'm like, what's an Xbox One? Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if I flubbed or you know, not. Okay. Yeah, you just flubbed understanding my bad joke. Yes, I my flubbed. My failed attempt at humor. Yeah. <laughs> you what? But I digress. Uh, you were saying. Yes. So th- there's been a ton, a ton, a ton of talk. A lot of hate. A megaton of hate. Actually, you know what? There's been more hate than talk. But whatever. True, true. So a lot of it has been about the whole used game thing and being able to share games and rent games and, and all that good stuff. Well... There's been a, a bunch of information that's come out about being able to share games. Yep. And that's I, pretty I, cool. I mentioned this. I was talking to uh, uh, E-Dog420 the day – oh, no, it wasn't him that day. No, I think it was the day of the reveal when when there was something mentioned. Or I was talking to someone about this, but go ahead. Go ahead. Because this, okay. this – all I'm going to say is this is going to do exactly what I said when they – because they didn't – this kind of breezed over it. <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, you know, the news has basically come out is that you're going to be able to share your Xbox library with up to 10 family members. Okay. Now, they say 10 family members. Does it really need to be family members? Nope. Absolutely not. 
<laughs> it could be anybody. And uh, they actually uh, make a joke about it. So Phil uh, Spencer uh, made a comment and he goes, no birth certificates will need to be sent in. <laughs> I like that. that. That made me laugh. And, you know, this is really cool. I mean, does this mean that, like, you can have, like, one buddy that buys the game and then he shares? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot a stipulation of this thing. Actually, before I start talking all that stuff, let me give you a, a little bit more information on this thing. So you can share the game, but I read that you can't have the game played by more than one person at a time. Correct. So, you know, I don't know if it's really useful from the standpoint of, you know, one person buys, let's say, the new Call of Duty, and then everybody wants to play it. Well, you're going to have to take turns. <laughs> but you can still share it. See, I don't, yeah, I don't see this as, I see this to be an advantage in, like, arcade, okay, our Xbox Live Arcade's going away, it's going to be Xbox games, but we're going to have, we're going to stick with that whole XBLA title for a long time, I know, because games that are not retail, and even that's going to blur the line once everything's digital, mm-hmm. because it's all going to be at one location, so you really won't have that designation of retail. But for a non-retail, non-disc-based, small independent game like a, like a Walking Dead, say, okay? Mm-hmm. Someone who didn't pick that up or didn't buy it, you know, I'm going to say I'm going to buy 400 days on day one, okay? I could buy it. I'm going to play through the darn thing within a day or two, and I'll be done with it. Then I could say, hey, Rob, brother Rob, my brother. What up, my brother? I'm done with it. Go ahead and play it. And you can play it. You can get the achievements, and you never had to pay for it. Yeah. So what I see... And, and this is something – and this is funny because they actually took this – if you think about it, they took this from Sony because when the PS3 first shipped out, you could do this. You could have – I think it was three – I think it was limited to three people, um, and I could be wrong on that, but I know that you could share your download games um, Didn't that on go PSN. Away, it went away. They took it away. Okay. You can't do it anymore. But you, you know, people were able to say, so here, let's take the 10. You know, I get Rob and – Democulus and Mudtastic and you know you know everybody I get up to ten friends and say, Okay, we're gonna we're gonna be a family group and so Rob's gonna buy the first game. But we all have to be under the understanding we can't just play it whenever we want, you know, or we can't all play at the same time rather. Rob's gonna buy the first game and we can all play it and get the achievements. I'm gonna buy the second one. You know, Mudtastic buys a third one. You know, Comrade buys the fourth game. You know, and so forth. So essentially, you could have ten games in your library to play, and you only paid for one of them. All ten people would only have paid for one game. Right. Which I don't know how the devs and publishers are okay with that, because I see this getting abused in a big way. But... Your your library, they're, they're just saying your game library, this is all cloud-based. If I go and buy Titanfall, and I'm that's in my game library, because once I install it, it's also on the cloud. Okay? So I don't have to put the disk in anymore. 
I can go to a friend's house and play my game even though they didn't buy it. I can play it, log in as my gamer tag. But if if I'm sharing it to them, they should be able to install it from there as well, from the cloud, and be able to play it. Okay. So, I, I mean, we could we could, this might be kind of an answer to demoing a game because you know i just call i can call demo up i'm definitely putting democulus in my family group <laughs> mm-hmm. because he gets every game on day one i'll be like dude install it so that it's in your library and then while you're working because he goes to bed early then i could play it on release day because he goes to bed early because he gets up real early, and then I'm working during the day, so I could play the game on release day, you know, like a retail title, and I'm like, you know what? This game rocks. I'm going to go buy it. I wonder if you, you would know? have to, like, say, I'm sending this game to Mark. I no, My understanding is we have access. Once I put these people in my family group, they can see all my games that I have in my library. They're all right. shared out. It'd be like there's a book on my shelf. You can just walk in and check out a book. But what if I want to read your book while you're reading your book? Well, then it's obviously going to probably show that the game's in use. <laughs> well, you can't do uh, – It'll probably say, joke you know, you can't play it. No, because in real life, you know, you're not going to read a book while somebody else is reading it. So it's going to be sort of like real life, yeah. you know? A gaming, I could see where it would be a problem. The, what would stink is if I bought a game and I, sh- you know, and these people are in my library and I'm working and someone's playing it. So, so Brun's playing it, right? Because – I you know at five o'clock my time it's like nine o'clock his time, six seven, eight eight o'clock whatever, yeah eight o'clock his time, so he's playing it, he just gets on at eight, you know I finish work and I'm like you know what I got a few minutes I want to play my new game I try to go play it and it's already in use, oh I could stink especially if I paid for it yeah you know but I would expect that the system would somehow allow the original owner to say kick them off the game because if you paid for it you better be able to you know boot them you know but i'm sure and if i called Bron and said hey dude save it your next save spot i want to play um but i I think that's kind of a cool idea Uh, oh absolutely you know we'll see how it is in you know when all plays out but again you couldn't do it if you wanted to play the game at the same time and do co-op then you're going to have to have your own copy so i think that's where they're going to get around it is a lot of stuff's going to be multiplayer online progressive worlds you you know so obviously then it doesn't work that way because you're all going to have to have your own copy like fnl you know we'd all have to if we all did an fnl we'd all have to have the copy of the game so you couldn't use your share but Sharing would allow us to basically demo the game, and you're playing the retail version or the final release version. So you're not stuck with a demo that was made, you know, six months back, and it's not real end code or, you know, things have changed. I've seen that several times where the demo doesn't really portray what the game was. So I think this is kind of a neat idea. I kind of like it. Now, you know, one thing that goes uh, immediately into my mind when I think about this is, uh, you know, some enterprising coding person could probably do some kind of friends list scraping (laughs) and then figure out, like, the perfect mix. So it's like, you know, this game, you know, needs to be bought by, like, these four people. You know, it's like to maximize the, the, the playability of a game. You, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, so like you and I are going to play the same game together, then we need to be in a different family groups. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it has everybody who's like friends, and then it says, okay, you need to friend these people, and they need to friend these, and then, then that way it can like do like the most efficient distribution of, of the gaming. I don't know. Okay. It, I, it's interesting. It's way beyond you. I, I don't know if this is going to stick around. Like I said, Sony did it and it didn't last long. Um, I, I just find it hard to believe that a developer would be okay with one person buying it, 10 people reaping the benefits of it. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how it works, but it's a cool idea. I hope yeah. it sticks. I hope it sticks. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot can change between now and November. You know, hopefully this thing, if it does change, changes even for the better. And they don't need birth certificates. <laughs> so even President Obama could be. <laughs> mm-hmm. He could make use of it. Since yeah. We, since we haven't seen you know, his birth certificate. Actually, for my request earlier about that perfect distribution of, you know, uh, the the families and who buys the games and everything like that, maybe the NSA, while they're scraping our friends list, they could come up with that us and you know for us and just let us know. There you go. Alrighty. So that was that. All right. I've got another one, Rob. You're going to get another little short break. Um, this one's on the Xbox One's reputation system. I will okay. try to breeze through this fairly quickly. But again, I think this is a good, I really like these two articles that were on Major Nelson, um, because they're coming right from the people that do it and they're giving us some inside information or some, some straight on information on how these systems work. So we've heard about Xbox One's smart match. Um, at E3, so I'm going to go into this uh, and, and again read an article based on uh, from Major Nelson, and I'll just read it verbatim. Uh, the title under this is Asynchronous Matchmaking, and he says, I'm Michael Dunn, Program Manager on Xbox Live Services. I love how console games, and especially co-op games, bring people together to spend quality time. It's great to play with friends and family online, but it's fun sometimes to try a new bar, so to speak, and meet new people to play with online. I've met people from all over the world while playing on Xbox Live. We all have better things to do than wait for people to show up to play a game. It would be great if I could start up the Flight Sim game, see if anyone is online to play, put in my play request, and then switch to something else while I wait for people to show up. That is what Smart Match on Xbox One allows people to do. It makes it easy for a title to create a match request and then untether me so I don't need to wait in the title while the match search is processing. I can switch to a re- to reading a quick social blog or watch a viral video, and when the match is ready, Xbox One tells me to pull tells uh, let, tells me to pull me back into the title to play. The new Smart Match service uh, allows titles to change their match model from traditional peer-based host searching for players typical in the 360 to now completely untethered cloud-based. The example I gave was for a low-population title like a flight sim game. There are also great results for the more popular shooter and sports titles, too. You will be able to launch a popular shooter or sports title and see the typical wait time for different online game modes. For example, imagine a match area for a quick match that might have a wait time of one minute, and then another match area in the title for match by downloadable content with typical wait time of seven minutes. Chances are you never wait in a game for seven minutes to play online, you just make do with a quick match and lowest common denominator DLC. With Xbox One titles, you can instead pick the longer match by DLC option if you please. 
See, it might take seven minutes to find a match that night, and switch to another task while Smart Match in the cloud is searching for you. You end up with a much more enjoyable match result since you get to play with people with similar DLC versus just the lowest common denominator levels in the base titles. You get to make the most use of the latest map or car you just bought to keep the game play fresh and interesting versus just going into a quick match with the same options every night. With beacons in Xbox 360, you could set a to- you could set a toast to tell other friends of your desire to play a specific game online. Smart Match on Xbox One goes way beyond that to help you tap into the full player population for a title versus just your friends, you know, and means you skip and means you skip waiting and match search screens in the title. This is true departure from consoles that don't have a way to switch between tasks quickly. Plus, over time, Smart Match empowers Xbox One titles to unlock many more ways to play online without the penalty of segmenting the available pool of people each night to match to match with. The same pattern depends on the title can include player attributes to search for such as very specific skill or social elements like spoken language or even people of similar age. And I'm going to stop for a second and say I really like the spoken language because often I've gotten into like Call of Duty matches and there's people speaking in French or German a lot. And it's like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'd rather be able to understand what people are saying sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's better they're in a foreign language. You can't understand them. But I'd rather hear just English speaking, you know. So I think that's kind of a cool option. I can say always, no matter the game, match me with English speaking people. Uh, why, you know, I don't need to match with other people of languages I don't understand. Um, and if someone speaks, hopefully they could do like, if someone's bilingual, like I know Soul Assassin speaks Dutch and English, possibly some other languages, maybe you can select in there, hey, these are the languages I want to be matched up with. You know, I think that's kind of cool. Okay, so continuing on, you will see lots of new play styles open up for online play as titles start to experiment more with match types without you needing to be stuck waiting for players to show up. With Xbox One, I'm looking forward to putting in my match request in for super special online play style or specific DLC needed for play mode and kicking back and letting Xbox Live do the work for me, a good person to play with while I practice my mad skills. Um, so so that that's that part. Then he talks about reputation, um, and this, this wraps up the thing. I'm almost done. But reputation, because we currently have a reputation system. You know, you can rate somebody, but this is going right. to... They're going to go, I guess, a little deeper, so here's what they say. You can usually tell a family member to stop crunching on corn chips in your ear or yakking on the cell phone while they play with you. With a stranger you meet online, it doesn't always turn out that way, though. Sometimes you meet someone online that decides it's cool to hum top 40 songs as they go through a match, or sometimes meet someone that can't seem to avoid swearing at everything that upsets them. The majority of Xbox Live players are polite online and know how to socially adjust to the people they are playing with. But there are some bad apples that you run into that just seem to like to cause trouble. With Xbox One, we've built a new social reputation model to help expose people that aren't fun to be around and also create real consequences for those few bad apples that continue to harass our good players. Sometimes it's hard for strangers to know what polite means with different social norms and backgrounds and even harder when you aren't in the same room face-to-face with someone. You have few social cues to rely on, and typically a stranger sees no real reason to listen to your complaint about their behavior. 
We all care a lot about behavior on Xbox Live, and player feedback options in Xbox One allows you to help educate those who don't seem to follow good social gaming norms. We've simplified the feedback mechanism also to be less of a survey and more direct feedback options, even linking things in like block or mute player actions into the feedback model. All the feedback from players online flow into the reputation service to evaluate a player's online social reputation. The more hours you play online without causing others to have a horrible time, the better your reputation will be. Similar to the more hours you drive without an accident, the better your driving record and insurance rates will be. Most players will have good reputations and be seen as green, good players you'd enjoy playing with. Even those good players might receive a few player feedback reports each month, and that's okay. Xbox Live is looking to identify players that are repeatedly disruptive on Xbox Live. We'll identify those players with a lower reputation score, and in the worst cases, they'll earn the Avoid Me reputation. Looking at someone's gamer card, you'll be able to quickly see their reputation. Smart Match sees this Xbox Live rep, too. And when a person's social rep gets low enough, the service will only match those low-reputation players with similar low-reputation players. That is awesome. So all the crap guys can play against each other and not yeah. ruin our games. That's awesome. <laughs> this gives them the benefit of playing with people just like them. Ultimately, we want to help encourage good behavior between strangers. By the way, before a user ends up at this extremely low reputation level, we will have sent many different alerts to the user, reminding how their social gaming conduct is affecting lots of other gamers. So, I I think this is kind of cool. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, they said the they also said the reputation system will evolve as they track feedback that they get from actual players and titles, plus add more consequences for bad apples. Um, that that we want to stop swearing or crunching on their corn chips. So all you need to do is block or report players that are abusive, cheat, or causing various amounts of non-fun mayhem on their social and their social reputation will reflect that. We'll keep the good friendly players together and the other good friendly people and keep a seat for the bad apples in their own special place. <laughs> yeah. So, again, I know it was a little bit long, but I thought it was good because these are some major, like the achievements and the reputation system, they're, they're things that we currently have but they're changing in a big way, and I think both systems are in a very positive way that's going to um, just enhance our enjoyment of the system overall. So I'm really glad to see these different types of things um, coming to fruition here. So, And I read somewhere that, you know, say, say you know, some of these guys, you know, you get some of these clans or groups, and, you know, they – you, you kill them because you're better at the game than they are. So they get mad and they tell everybody on their friends list, hey, submit bad feedback on this gamer. Well, that's supposedly not going to work in the new system because the system actually, if it'll actually look and, and like if, if someone's, re- like if someone reports bad feedback on Presar, yet they've never played the, in the game with them, it'll completely disregard it. Because they know it's like right. a spam, if you will. So they're actually making sure that you've actually had time playing, and you know, so that's all working as part of the system. I think that's really cool. All right. So. Cool. You done? I'm done. All right. Benito. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm out was, of friggin'. Things that was a long say. intermission for me. <laughs> I've got no speech. Oh, well I oh, well done. Speech. Well done. All right, so uh, last thing we got before we go on to the community topics is um, 
there's a a mod for uh, a game called Arma 2, which is a it's a PC game, and uh, it's called Daisy. And this thing uh, is intended for the PC and next gen consoles, and this is going to be, I guess, uh, the equivalent of like indie, uh, an indie development type of game. And the thing that hit the the news a couple days ago was that uh, it will arrive on the PS4, but it could skip the Xbox One. And why would it skip Xbox One? Well, Dean Hall, uh, which is uh, tied to the game. Uh, Dean Hall basically was saying that uh, Microsoft does not allow indies to self-publish and charges for patches, while the PS4 issuing a patch is free, and the indies can publish titles themselves. And he goes, we're happy to see Daisy on any console, but there is, a, I guess, one problem. The console needs to not charge for us to do updates, and it needs to be indie title friendly. Now, you know, whenever I was reading this article, you know, you can take this a couple of different ways where, you know, it seems like Microsoft is really like limiting the indie community, you know, by, by charging for updates. And I've heard these things are pretty steep. They can go up to like 40 grand. Did, did you hear that, Mark? No. Or is that just for the regular titles? I don't know what the cost is. Yeah, I've. I've heard before up to 40 grand, you know, even if it's 10 grand, that's quite a bit to publish a patch. And, uh, you know, everything's changing, you know, with Xbox one in terms of how indie stuff, uh, functions, at least in comparison to how it is right now. And, uh, so he goes, uh, when asked whether Microsoft and Sony are still charging for patches, all replied, as far as I'm aware, Microsoft is Sony's not. And Sony allows you to self-publish, but who knows, maybe Microsoft will change. From our perspective, we need self-publishing because Daisy would be a great digital download title. Fair enough, fair enough. Now, here's the, the interesting thing that uh, that really caught my eye. He goes, he added that Sony's free patching policy is preferable because there are a lot of bugs in Daisy. It's going to take us a long time for us to be able to iron this out and we don't want to have to be paying 10 or $20,000, whatever it is, every time we need to do an update. Well, then I'm glad now, they're on PS4 and not Xbox One. Exactly. I don't, so need, th- I don't need buggy games. <laughs> exactly. I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, Microsoft's had this thing, you know, for, for quite some time, if not for the entire, you know, length of the 360 where they force people to pay for this. I mean, yeah, it stinks to have to pay for it, but does it help keep the ecosystem cleaner? You know what I mean? Because if a developer decides to rush out and, you know, push a title out, it does a disservice to everybody, you know, because, you know, the game doesn't work or there's, you know, something hugely wrong with it. And they're like, well, you know, we'll get to it whenever. They already got your money. You know, what's their incentive to, you know, really fix it in a timely manner? You know, if they're smart about it, they'll probably fix it immediately so they can continue to get sales. But by charging, I would think a developer would have you know, more of an incentive to get the game done right. You know, at least the smaller companies, because when you're dealing with EA, 
even if they got to pay fifty grand to release a patch, that's nothing to them. I, I don't think they should have to pay to release a patch, though. I mean, you know, I say, I say, you know, well, good. I'm glad you're not on our system because I don't want your stuff. I, I think it's kind of good to have it there in one way because it's gonna, it should, in a way, force a developer to actually QA their product. I mean, right. you should QA your product before you throw it out there. Right, right. And, and I, but I do think that there shouldn't be any charge for patches. You know, but I could see if they're going to add new content that they're going to sell, then Microsoft and Sony should get a chunk of that because, you know, they should get revenues. But they shouldn't they shouldn't charge a developer up, a developer up front. I think it should be more of like the iTunes model or, you know, uh, you know, the Android marketplace and the iTunes app store where, you know, you can throw up whatever you want for free. You know, we're just going to keep a portion of the, of the sales. Yeah. You know, we get Microsoft or whatever. They say they get to keep 20, 30%. I mean, they're the ones that are got the hosting it and the service and everything. So I don't have a problem with them getting 30% of that, you know. And I wouldn't yeah. think a developer would either, you know. If you're going to get 70% back to you, uh, well, and you're selling a title for 10 bucks or something, you know, you're going to get $7 of every sale. You know, that's... What's wrong with that? I mean, so I, I, in a way, I, I, I see where it could be a good thing maybe to keep just junk being filling the system because you look at the Android marketplace or, or iTunes, and there's so much junk out there. So I, I want it kind of policed, and I only want quality stuff out there. But, again, I would hate to lose potential future quality programs and games because they don't. You know, because they're considered not indie friendly over on Xbox. Okay. You know, so it's, I don't know, it's, uh, I don't know. And I think Microsoft probably needs to go the way Sony's going and be a lot more open and friendly uh, because I think they could make a ton more money than what they probably do now if they follow that iTunes model. And. I thought I remember hearing something about like the first patch is free and then subsequent patches you got to pay for. So if these guys are worried about that, <laughs> then you know they're like, we're not going to have just one patch. We're yeah. going to patch this thing like crazy. Well, the fact that he says it's going to take us forever to get them all, all these bugs fixed. Well, then I definitely don't want to buy your game now. Yeah, Anyways, don't release the game you know, then. Yeah, if, why are you releasing it if it's going to, you know... Why don't you fix it first? I mean, you know, so his his whining really doesn't support him at all. No, you know, no. I'm like, who wants to buy your buggy game that doesn't work? You know, right? So, and, and you know what Microsoft does? It's similar to what banks do with checking accounts. Because if you write a check with insufficient funds, it's going to bounce, and you're going to get dinged. And unfortunately, the person you gave it to is going to get dinged, and that's a deterrent. Right. You know what I mean? It's sort of well, like... Well, it's supposed to be. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and for some people, it snowballs. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that, like, the check writer gets dinged is supposed to deter them from writing more. And then on the other side, it's supposed to deter them from cashing it again. Right, or, yeah. Because next time you're like, no, I want cash, so it help, keeps them from writing it in the first place, yeah. Right. But... So, I don't know. I, 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 you know, Sony did have a lot of indie love at E3, so. 
But, I mean, for me personally, it doesn't impact me. I've never – I've tried a couple indie games, but I've never played any indie titles. Mm-hmm. I just – I haven't. But indie in the word of, like, Xbox Live Arcade and those guys, they're still impacted. You know, and, you know, Telltale, you know, X, uh, Walking Dead, you know. If if they're like, well, we don't have to pay the $10,000 every time we release an episode on PSN, but we have to on Xbox Live, you know, if, if there's money coming out of their pocket and it impacts them, you know, it can impact developers and, you know, publishers financially to where it's just not, it's not worth the risk of, of, of how much they have to outlay. That's why I think Microsoft should say, you want to put a game on our system? Fine. You know, the more the merrier it should be. But there still should be some kind of quality thing put in place, and then Microsoft makes their money back on every sale. They get a chunk of it. And, yeah. and it, it's not, it's, you know, to me that seems like the way that it should be done. You know, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe. Because yeah. that could impact, you know, we've seen people that built stuff on Xbox Live for 360 and are, have moved over to PSN. And are, are not sure, you know, Jonathan Blow, for one, has been very vocal about it. Um, not that I care about him or his games. <laughs> yeah, but, I was going to make a comment. But it, it's a point of he had a very fam- very popular game, and he's getting good reviews on his new one, which doesn't look like it's coming this way. And here's another guy talking about, you know, the reasons why they may not come over to XB, uh, Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Could impact us down the road, but... Yeah, I mean, so I guess uh, you know my full stance on it is I, sh- I think they should still continue to charge. <laughs> keep, yeah, I mean, keep, keep the crap out, right? Keep that deterrent there because you got to look at it like even if it's an indie dev, I mean, it's a business. I mean, you are a business, and you're supposed to put out a quality product, right? And you should not put out a, qual- a product if it's not ready because you're doing a disservice to people that are paying you money. It's like, okay, Mark, you know, I, I don't want to beat this to death, but I, let me just ask Too you late. one final question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let, let me just ask you a question. If there was a title, let's say on the store shelf, and you were, let's say you were at Walmart and you saw an Xbox game on the shelf for $60, and it was, uh, I don't know, Candy Crusher 2014, and you wanted it real bad. But on there it said, this game has lots of flaws and will require multiple updates. Will you still buy it? Of course not. Exactly. (laughs) So these, like this dude with his with his game, if he's saying it's got lots of bugs and it's going to take us a long time to fix it, by him just selling it, it's doing a disservice to everybody because him selling it is basically saying that this game is done and it's working, but it's not. Right. So if he's got to pay, he's got to pay. That's his punishment. I, I, I see where you go. I see. I see your point. You know, because and, and the other out along with what you're saying, yeah. the thing I see is that when you're buying digital, a lot of times it, it really blurs the line of the developer. I don't like I bought a 
I, I can't remember the name of the game. It was a really popular iPhone game and stuff like that. Um, but I just can't remember it. I can see, I can't think of the name of it, but I bought it like on my, um, my Kindle Fire. Yep. And it was like a super tiny screen. It was like, oh, yeah. they never formatted it for like the tablet. Mm-hmm. It was still like an iPhone screen. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. this is stupid. And, you know, so it really, it kind of made me upset that something in the Android marketplace that, and, and on Kindle Fire, it's very limited. These are like, you know, these things are made to run on your Kindle Fire. This wasn't made for my Kindle Fire. This was made for an iPhone that was ported over and never resized. Right, right. You know, and so it's like, it kind of turned me off of buying anything more out of that marketplace. So when you're publishing a game or you're you're pushing you're putting a game out on Xbox Live or PSN and everything's digital you don't have that publisher developer i think tie in as much as you do when you know like right now it's EA Activision Ubisoft i think on these smaller games you tend to blur the line so you might more tend to look at it as man this game on Xbox Live sucks yeah. you know and eventually it's like well games on Xbox Live suck so Microsoft does have to protect their brand, and they want only quality games on their platform. I can see why, again, they would have this, quote, deterrent that put out a good game to begin with. If you can't do that, we're going to charge you if you got to keep patching your stuff. So I, I do get that, if that's the intent. So I guess it's, it's uh, you know, get, you got your both hands in the air. Which one's, you know... Six one, half a dozen the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you make a good point. So yeah. But. So charge them. <laughs> charge them. <laughs> charge them. So does that mean we got to start charging for TXL? Because <laughs> we only we sh- produce quality here, baby. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, and we never patch our episodes. <laughs> That's right. We never have to patch an episode. <laughs> So. It's primo stuff. That's right. We get it right. right the first time. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say we don't patch them. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into our community. We've got a lot to do. We've we've been going at this for a while. It's going to be a long episode, Rob. Holy smokes! Yes. We got like two pages of. Uh, questions from the community but before we do uh join our facebook group that's where all the action is just look for this xbox life uh, and request access and uh we'll give it to you um you can email us contact at the sixboxlife.com we are on twitter this xbox live and we do have a voicemail app you can use on our website if you want to send us in a question or comment and have yourself your voice on the show so first of all we've got a code Ooh, everybody just freaked out. People just stopped what they were doing. Code red, code, code red. Code. We're giving away a code. This is courtesy of everybody's friend, BJ Swick 33 And he does ask, he has requested, please let us know if you did take this code so that we know if it has been used. Uh, this code is for Skin Pack 4 in Minecraft for the Xbox 360 edition. Oh, by the way, Mark, you don't have to read it. I just used it. Okay, so it's no, good. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't I'm joking. So, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Read it anyway. The the code is four K M P X J two F Y J nine 
TG6R43VW3Y22XZ. Again, please, you know, just send us an email, post in the Facebook group, uh, you know, that you got it. That's cool. We then then we'll just know. If we don't hear that, we'll maybe release it again next week, or Rob will take it. <laughs> but again, it's for Minecraft Xbox 360 edition. Um, so if you don't have the game, then don't take the code, please. Uh, yes. It's skin pack number four. Thanks to Broaden. So thanks, Broaden. All right. So in Facebook recently, I said TXL episode 247 topics. What do you want us to discuss in the upcoming show? So Rob, we'll, we'll, why don't we just alternate reading these and we'll, we'll try to give brief answers to these. Uh, we got a lot to get to and uh, we're getting late on time. So um, first one comes from Carbide. Uh, his says he wants our opinions on next-gen games such as Titanfall, The Division, etc. Um, I'm excited for Titanfall. Um, even though it's multiplayer only, I still think it's going to be worth the full price of admission. This is done by the guys who gave us Medal of Honor, Allied Assault, uh, Call of Duty, uh, the Call of Duty franchise. Uh, this is Infinity Ward. These are the guys that started Infinity Ward. Um, these guys know what they're doing. It looks like they've created a new, uh, still a Call of Duty style game. It's, it's a military shooter with, with mechs. Um, it's fast paced. Um, it, it still looks like a fantastic ride and, uh, I'm excited and the game looks great. Uh, the division, I, absolutely I will have this day one. Just from the reveal I saw at E3, I am stoked. I want it. I want it now. Um, this game looks incredible. The visuals look incredible. I'm excited for next-gen games. Um, I think they look amazing, unlike what the what the 360 launch games looked like. Um, you know, I think these these look really good, and I think we're going to see a, tr- a, a not only a, a leap in uh, hardware, which is going to allow our. I mean, you think about the Xbox now. Like I said, I think last week, what has 512 mega RAM? Man, my PC's yeah, yeah. got eight gig. I couldn't run a game with 512 meg RAM on a PC. But look what we're getting out of it on a console, okay? Now we're going to go yeah. and drastically improve that. Oh, man, the, the stuff, the games are going to look great. It's 16 times more. Yeah, well, yeah. I know some not, of that is Not all of it's shared. Gaming. Yeah, there is yeah, some but... shared stuff. But still, it's blowing away what we currently have. and the And I think not only that... But with the emergence of the online cloud computing, I, I think we're in for some really cool stuff, um, some really neat uh, game uh, changes to the way we play games. Um, Quantum Break looks very interesting, like we talked about earlier, with the mix of the live video. Um, and things like, um, what what's the uh, Bungie game? I, I've already... Destiny. Destiny, thank you. Destiny looks, oh my gosh, that looks amazing. Um, I'm excited, hey, man. Hey, I, I got to ask you something real quick. Sorry, sorry to interject here. So, if there's a sequel to Destiny, would it be called Destiny's Child? Uh, Please continue. Please continue. That was not even worth the interruption. <laughs> so, I, I'm, but no, I, my opinion is I'm excited, dude. I'm buying yeah. Call of Duty Battlefield 4. On next gen, I, I don't even want them on current gen. 
You know, no way, yeah. man. Give me, give me the uh, advantages of the new system and the new hardware. So, absolutely. So, what, what, what about you, Rob? What's your opinion on next gen games? You know, while you were kind of rattling off some of these, I was really kind of thinking about the games because I really haven't committed to buying anything yet, game wise. I've just pre-ordered the console. I have not ordered any games. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait until we get closer to the launch date before I pull the trigger on any games because who knows what they're going to release. I mean, we got a couple of titles that came out or that were announced as as of E3, but I, I want to know more because, you know, I've only got a certain amount of money that I can spend. And, you know, it's... I feel like, especially with having to, uh, you know, where you can't share the games or you can't rent, it's like, I, I feel I need to be a little choosier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's like, you really need to make sure that the money counts. And, you know, I, I really don't know what I'm going to get yet. You know, Quantum Break looks awesome. And I'm probably 90%, 99% sure almost that I'm going to get it. But I, I don't, I, I can't pull the trigger on it yet. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, as far as some of the titles that, like, you listed, like Titanfall, I mean, that thing looks amazing, but I'm probably not going to get it. Actually, I, I can pretty much say well, I for sure that I'm not going to. I wouldn't it's expect you to get that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, something like Quantum Break, I mean, that, that's definitely cool. I mean, the visuals on these games is, is just amazing, like, almost across the board. Everything from the Metal Gear game to... Um, uh, Rise, uh, you know, the, the Roman fighting game. And, and even those, uh, those small titles, um, there was the one, uh, What Lies Beneath. Yeah. Like, remember that, that one that they showed at E3? Even that looks cool. I, I can see myself getting that one pretty much for sure, by the way. But, you know, it's, I just have this, like, desire to, like, really make, a, a good purchase with right. these games, you know, just cause it needs to count. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as far as the games, they look phenomenal, you know, especially what you said about the graphics in comparison to the current gen systems. I mean, it just, it, it'll literally be, you know, stepping up uh, such a huge notch that it's something that's almost been unprecedented before. You know, the original Xbox games, they look great. I mean, I remember, Going, uh, remember Adam? Yeah. Yeah, like going over by Adam's house, and we were playing the original, uh, Halo. We had three controllers playing at what, quad? Where we had it on three, three sections of the screen. Anyway. Okay. And, you know, that game looked awesome. I mean, I, you look at it now, and it's like so plain. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's... what were some release titles with uh, the original, uh, like core and premium systems of the Xbox 360. Was it Project Gotham? Um, there might have been Project two? Gotham Racing, but... Was it one or two? I, I don't know. I'll have to look that I one up. But I, Perfect Dark Zero was one of them. Yeah, and Perfect I think Dark Call of Duty 2 yeah. was a release title, which actually looked good. Um, that was probably the best one of the bunch. Yeah, but how much of a notch up was it from the Xbox? Was it like huge, stunning difference? Well, I think maybe the ex the, the Call of Duty probably was, but the the other stuff they had, no, it just yeah. 
It wasn't. It was, uh, like I said, pro- when I went back and played that Project uh, Dark Zero, I was like, what? <laughs> you know, uh, Project Gotham Racing 3. So they had um, Amped 3, Call of Duty 2, Condemned oh, yeah, to Criminal Origins, which that one, I remember that one. That one looked pretty good. But uh, Gun, I mean, that Gun, from my recollection, oh, yeah, yeah. was not something that was like... Yeah. Blow me away. Nope. Perfect Dark Zero was definitely not. That looked, you know, <laughs> King Kong was supposedly pretty decent, um, but it was a really pretty bad game. But, um, you know, there there really wasn't, uh, I think, you know, it didn't seem to make that big jump. And and even, even now, I don't necessarily think there's that big jump, but the games look really good. You oh, know, yeah. they look like the best that we have currently and and that they're improved. Where with Xbox 360, a lot of them are like, okay, well, this is what we already have. But now years, seven years later, you know, wow, you know, they're just blowing us away. Oh, yeah. So if the stuff looks this good on release day, just think in five years how good oh, Xbox yeah. One games are going to look. In 2020, I mean, what they're going to look like. Yeah, exactly. And you know what's going to happen with the Kinect? That's the other thing. I mean, we didn't have the Kinect back when the 360 came out. I mean, we didn't have that any kind of peripheral like that. The good so old days. What's, <laughs> <laughs> what's going to happen like with the Kinect? You know, are, are the games going to be like, those uh, teaser trailers for the Rise game, you know, where you're actually sitting there and, you know, you're a centurion or whatever they're called. You know, you're one of those little gladiator dudes. You know, you got, you, you've got your shield, you got your sword, and you're about to have a heart attack because you just overexerted yourself swinging uh, your arms around. Well, I guess, I guess we'll have to see, so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's exciting times. I mean, Microsoft, I really think Microsoft for this particular launch, I mean, they're putting their money where their mouth is, you know, it's just, they're just dropping so much cash into all this stuff. And I really think that, you know, they, they got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. So, all right. Next one. All right. Next thing's from Kyle. Uh, Kyle wants us to talk about uh, less next gen and more what's to come with the current. Sorry, man. <laughs> it wasn't this episode. We blew that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, although we did talk about Walking Dead. <laughs> That's true. Um, I mean, I look at my Gamefly. I mean, I know there's more coming out this year than what yeah. I've got on my Gamefly, but the there's not – it's like my list is pretty empty, man. There's just not a lot of stuff that really stands out or that's exciting. The biggest things I've got for current is Grand Theft Auto V, Diablo III, Lost Planet 3, Batman Arkham Origins. Uh, we are getting Call of Duty Ghosts on this current gen. Yes, yes. Um, Need for Speed Rivals is coming out. South Park The Stick of Truth. That's a big game that I know a lot of people are looking forward to. Um, you know, you got all the, the what do you call it, the um, sports titles coming out. Um, so, but, I mean, there's just, outside of that, there's Deadpool. I don't know if that's going to be any good, but that's a, a game that kind of came out of nowhere and it could be pretty fun. The Bureau, which is the XCOM game. Uh, Saints Row 4, Splinter Cell Blacklist. I'm all over that one, dude. Blacklist is going to rock. That is going to be so cool. Um, 
just without a doubt. Um, so, but other than that, I mean, Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag, um, Watch Dogs is coming to 360. So if you're not moving up to next gen, you can get that on on uh, the 360. So that that'll be good. And um, Fable Anniversary Edition, that was something. Yeah, that's that's coming out. If you like, I played Fable two and three, and never played the first one. Well, they're going to release an anniversary edition um, later this year for Fable, so we can actually play an updated Fable one um, on 360. So that's That'll be cool. I, I'm actually probably will play that one on on my uh, 360. So, and uh, Battlefield 4 is going to be on 360 as well. So those those are some games that are still coming out. Dark Souls 2, that's a big one. Um, so those are some things that are coming out the on the 360 the rest of the year. Still pretty big list, but the stuff I would play, it's just it's not as big. So. And I think we're going to see, Kyle, I think more and more we're going to be talking next gen as it's just kind of the natural progression of things. But we'll still cover 360 stuff because they're going to support it for quite a long time. So, Oh, yeah. So. All right. Rob, yep. Rob writes in, says personally, and not you, Rob, but a not different me, Rob. Rob. Uh, personally, I think there's going to be another big announcement by Microsoft before release, maybe more. What do you think they're holding back on? Mass Effect 4, something to do with accessories or Xbox Live? Um, yes, they are holding back because, um, uh, what's his name? Don Matrick said, this is, uh, it's not a race, um, and they've got a lot more stuff to release. He mentioned, like, Gamescon, and I think the Tokyo, I don't know if it was a Tokyo Game Show he mentioned, but there's a couple more gaming events and conferences that are still coming up this year, and they're saving some of the stuff for those other conferences. Um, one of the things I think we're going to see is more information on Xbox Live. I think hopefully we'll still, maybe like the developers conference, we'll get some stuff into the game DVR and how some of this stuff in the cloud works. I think we're going to see a lot more with the cloud. I'm sure we're going to see a lot more with accessories. Um, one of the accessories I was thinking of is a Luma Room. You know, probably a developers conference, we might see some stuff on a Luma Room, which will probably be an accessory like the Kinect was. Um, I think that's kind of an interesting thing, you know, moving yeah. us towards that holodeck. Actually, um, Build 2013 is next week. So there you go. I'd really be surprised if they don't make any Xbox announcements there. Um, you're right, Rob. You pointed me to a podcast the other day with um, – what's his name from Microsoft? The guy that, that was talking, uh, Paul Thorat. Oh, he's he's not from Microsoft. He's a journalist. Oh, okay. So yeah, he Paul, runs Win Super Sites. Win Super Sites. Him yeah. and Leo Laporte, and there was another lady. I don't know who she was. They were on. I think it was this week in tech. Oh, that was Windows Weekly. Windows Weekly that I was watching. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then the lady was saying she was she was more excited about Build than right. she was E3. She thinks right. there's going to be a lot of information. Well, she's not a gamer build. though. Right, but there's going to be a lot of cool stuff about Xbox One at Build. Is her opinion? Okay. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So maybe we'll, you know, like you said, builds next week. Maybe we'll get some more stuff there. So I yeah. still hoping for Crackdown Three, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Please come on. But maybe Gamescon, maybe Gamescon, yeah. uh, we'll get a Crackdown Three. Yeah, 
there was uh, now I don't remember if it was that one or if it might have been what the tech, but there was one of his shows. He made an awesome, awesome comment. It, it kind of just cracked me up when I heard it, where he was talking about you know how all these people are hating on the Xbox One. And he goes, there's a lot of people out there that are, they're not gamers. They're pretending to be gamers and they're all piping in with their opinion. And he goes, the real gamers that are interested in this thing, they have only one question in their minds. And that's, is this thing available? Where can I buy it? I've, I've got a credit card right here. Yep. <laughs> And that's so true. I've already bought it. I just want to know when I'm getting it. <laughs> I know, right? When is this going to arrive at my doorstep? <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. Yeah, that cracked me up. Actually, I think that was what the tech. It wasn't Windows Weekly. So, but anyway. All right. Go ahead and take the next two because they're from the same guy. Okay. So Paul writes in, I feel the same as Rob. I don't think Microsoft have quite finished with their Xbox One reveal just yet. Also, what do you guys think of State of Decay? I downloaded the trial, and I think I'm going to be picking this one up. So I know, Mark, uh, you love that game, right? It's a good game. It's fun. Yeah. I think it's a very well-done game. Um, if you liked Dead Island, mm-hmm. um, to me, this is like a... a it's, I don't want to say lower quality or lesser quality. Um, it's, it, it's, a, it's in the same vein... Um, you're mostly melee weapons. There are guns and stuff, but you mainly use melee weapons. But it's that run around. It's an open world. Uh, it's a little bit different, but it's kind of if you like Dead Island, I think you're gonna love this type. It's it has that same type of feel. There's just some different things to it, like resource building and community building and you know stuff like that. But it's a good game. I like it. I think it's really good, and I think it's worth the money. Well, actually, let me ask you something real quick. Okay, so if somebody has not played State of Decay and they have not played Dead Island, which one should they go for first? I would, I would go with Dead Island. Um, There's, it's just, um, I think Dead Island. Well, I guess it really depends. If you're looking at a budget, if you don't have a lot of money to spend, I mean, you can pick up uh, Dead Island probably pretty cheap now. Um, not that the sequel's out, but, you know, State of Decay is an Xbox Live Arcade title for $20. Some people kind of like, I don't want to pay 20 bucks for an, an arcade game. But this game really does have more gameplay than a lot of $60 titles do. Um, it, it's definitely worth the 20 bucks, in my opinion. Um, I would, you know, if you can get them all, get them all. But uh, if you haven't played any of them, I think it really kind of is going to depend on what you really want out of the game. Um, if you want four-player co-op, get Dead Island. If you are fine playing by yourself and you know that if your character dies, that character's dead for good, mm-hmm. then get State of Decay. Um, because all it does is you die and you have to move on to another community member. And it does affect you because you're trying to build your community up to certain levels. You're trying to get more people. So every time you die, it takes one away because you got to be, you know, you are gone from that community. So, you, you know, it's got a, it's got some neat stuff to it, um, and it's a quality title. So, I, you know, whatever your budget wants, and if you want four-player co-op with better visuals, then go with uh, the retail uh, Dead Island if you want yeah, a, I just pulled it up on Amazon. So Dead Island, or Dead Island Game of the Year Edition is 1672 on Amazon. 
Oh, I'd buy that then. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's time eligible. It's, yeah, and it comes with uh, some DLC it's, if it's game yeah, of the year. Bloodbath Arena, Rider, White Episode, and The Ripper. So. Weapon Blueprint. I never did play the Rider White DLC. Man, I need to go and check that out. I need to go find out about that. So, yeah, that'd be the one to get, but all, all of them are good games. So. Okay. And I definitely agree, uh, you know, they are for sure holding back on info. So, you know, there's no reason why they need to spill everything immediately. Right. And then uh, Paul also says, also, Wing, uh, you've got to let us know what you thought of Red Dead Redemption and your progress with GTA 4. Okay. And we, well, that one I addressed in, in the beginning yep. of the show. So, cool. That's right. Awesome. I and if you don't remember, rewind back like 18 hours to the beginning of the show. And, uh, <laughs> you can hear it. All right. All right, next. William writes in, I think it would be cool to compare the 1 to the PS4 now that the cards are all mostly on the table. Hardware capabilities, controller, pricing, games, etc. I'd also love to see what your Xbox One first-party exclusive wish list would be. Um, hardware. Rob, we... Uh, the hardware, essentially, these two consoles are very, very similar. Okay? Sure. Um, the real difference in hardware chipsets internal graphics and stuff they're essentially the same the difference is the sony ps4 has faster memory that that really is Oops, what it comes do. down to Big yeah it is the memory's faster and i think it was and I, again your your buddy paul Thorat made a comment he's like gamers he's like these systems are going to be almost you're not going to be able to probably tell the difference between these two when you're doing a comparison side by side, these are probably going to be the most similar looking games ever in the history of consoles. And he said a gamer does not go, he does not decide the system he buys based oh, yeah, on yeah. Which, which system has faster RAM. Because it's going to have, that is going to have no impact on the games. That's totally true. So it, it, your hardware capabilities, they're identical. In my book, in, in many of the expert books, um, not the fanboys. We're talking experts who do hardware for a living. These are, are essentially identical systems. Um, the controller, I think Xbox wins. I haven't had it in my hand yet, but from everything I've heard, it's it's very comfortable from the people who have had their hands on it and were you know that were at E3 and said you know Xbox 360 controller is the best ever. Did they ruin it? I've read no that they didn't. That it, it feels very comfortable. It's very similar. You know, there's so I, I think. And then Sony kept their same controller, you know. Um, they just added a touchpad to it. And, uh, and a button. And a, yeah, and some other stuff. So A Facebook button. Yeah, it's a, it's a controller that I can't stand. So I think Xbox wins again. Price? Um, a lot of people are touting and hating on the price, saying Xbox loses because it's $100 more. The thing is, is that the Xbox comes with a Kinect. The P, the PlayStation 4 does not come with the P, the PlayStation I camera, which is essentially Connect now. It looks exact, just like Connect. Yeah. It doesn't come bundled with that. You have to buy it separately for 60 bucks. So, and then some people say, well, I don't need it or I don't want it. Yeah, that's great. However, developers now, if you remember back when Xbox 360 first came out, there was the big hullabaloo, if you will, because the, the, the core console didn't have a hard drive. And the other oh, yeah. one did. 
You know, the, the pro had the hard drive. So developers couldn't program all games the same, ex- expecting all the same hardware to be there. It was a big issue when it first came out. Oh, where, for sure. Yeah. Where Sony had hard drives in every every box, you know. So now we've got... And especially thing. since the original Xbox had a hard drive in every box, too. Exactly. So now we've reversed roles. Mm-hmm. We're given everybody's going to have the exact same hardware. The developers know every box has Connect, every box has a hard drive, every box has this, this, and this. In Sony, they're like, well, we could give Connect-like integration with the iCamera. However, we don't know if everybody's going to have it. If there's achievement or trophies that are related to having the camera, guess what? You're now excluded from getting those. That will not happen anymore with Xbox One because everyone will have a Connect. Currently, if you have a 360 without a, uh, a Connect, you can't play Connect games. You can't get achievements that... Would, that you can get if you have a connect. So it brings everybody under the same umbrella. Everybody has the same hardware. Everybody has the same ability to get all the achievements and do the same thing. I, you know, so prices, I think, irrelevant. Um, I, I don't think there's that big of a gap there when you really look at it in that way. Um, also, the Xbox has a HDMI pass-through, which the PS4 does not. That costs money. You got HDMI in and then out, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, so that's the first device to, to do that, um, you know, on a console. So that's additional hardware prices. So, you know, I, I think uh, I think the price is fair. It's exactly what I expected it to come out at. I figured it was going to be five hundred. I think I said that quite a while ago. I was predicting five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they didn't disappoint me, and the games. I think um, the lineup of games, I was more excited about the games I saw on Xbox um, than what I saw on PlayStation. So, you know, I think they win there. I think they got, I think Titanfall was a great steal. That's a great exclusive. That's like saying we got Call of Duty. We don't know. That's better than what, that's, that's better than saying we have Call of Duty. What they just said is we have the next Call of Duty only on Xbox. Come on, Call of Duty's huge. This, you know, I mean, this, I think this was a tremendous steal. This was good. So, oh, Rob, what do you, what do you think on those? Any, any extra things that I left out? You hit up the topics pretty good, you know, all the different sections. Uh, I did want to throw in a little more on the hardware section. Where I've had some discussions uh, with a couple people, you know, based on particular counts on, you know, let's say, what was it, the shaders, you know, so much more on the, on the, you know, PS4 and, you know, the memory. And, you know, when you start counting that stuff, it just doesn't matter. I mean, that stuff doesn't matter nowadays. You know, there's so much more to the system or to any system, whether it's a computer or whatnot. There's so much more than, the actual like hardware, you know. Granted, if the you know Xbox One had like five shaders versus what twelve hundred for the PS4, yeah, then it's a huge difference. But when you've got hundreds to you know, you know, a couple more hundred, I mean, that's that's nothing. And there was something that I heard. I, I forget what show it was on, but they were even talking about the memory. You know, one got one has a DDR5, the other has a DDR3. That's PS4, Xbox One. 
But there's a different kind of caching system on the Xbox One where, yeah, it's slower memory and, you know, it might do stuff a little bit different or, you know, not quite the same as the faster memory. But the caching is different, so it might not even need that, you know. And, you know, that's one, it's just one thing that I'm kind of getting tired of here <laughs> because, you know, it, it just – it's a debate over – just something to debate about, you know, because you don't know how well it functions. Like if the PS4 has an awful ability, you know, to program for, you know, kind of like what they've got right now, it's like, who cares how fast the system is? You're going to spend all this time moving stuff back and forth between banks of memory. That, that's where all your DDR5 advantage is going to be. And again, I'm just speculating on that, you know, based on what, what's out there now with the PS3. So, you know, hardware capabilities, you know, I would pretty much probably agree that, you know, the systems are going to be pretty darn close. They're using fairly similar AMD, you know, what chipsets and, and graphics and all. Um, you know, your big difference is going to be in the titles themselves. Oh, and, and that was a thing that Paul Therat had mentioned. You know, you don't buy a system you know, based on, you know, like you wouldn't go and buy a PS4 and go, I'm buying the PS4 because it's got 1,200 shaders. I mean, what does that mean? That doesn't mean anything to you. <laughs> you right, know? yeah. You know, it's like, and he goes, you buy the system for the games that it plays. Yeah. And that's the first and foremost in everybody's mind. You know, when somebody's going to that store on day one and they're going to pick either one system over another, they are not thinking like, you know, what the particular makeup of of it is. I mean, it's not. It's like, okay, I'm going to get this title, and I'm going to get Quantum Break, and I'm going to get this, and that. that's that's what's on their mind. You know, I'm going to get two controllers. I'm going to take it home. My buddy's going to come over. You know, we're going to play, and or he's going to get his own system. We're going to play online. And that's what you're thinking about. Yep. Um, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, and there was that whole Connect thing. You know, so you, you know, Connect comes with a five hundred dollar price point for the Xbox One. You're going to be at four sixty with the PS4. It, I mean, that's not much of a difference, right? That, I mean, that doesn't matter. I mean, it's it's less than the cost of a game. Yeah, right there. And I think you had mentioned an episode ago, wasn't there going to be three SKUs? Um, PS4 or was that rumor? Rumored, was probably rumored to be three. So I would expect one to come out that has the camera in it, and for you know that'll probably be the same price as the Xbox One. Um, there might be something that's they had they the rumors were that there was going to be one that was at four hundred, five hundred, and six hundred dollars. I believe it, but you know I don't I don't know what they're going to throw in to th- make it up to six hundred bucks. You know, a couple of games maybe. Well, it's probably going to have that. It's going to have the eye and well, right. But even if they throw that in and and they charge five hundred, well, then that's forty dollars more than the eye even costs. Yeah, because they retail it's an accessory for sixty. So I, you know, I don't know. Again, that was rumor, but until until Sony announces anything, it's they both have one skew and that's it. Oh yeah, so. and you never know what's going to happen because it seems. And I've I've been reading some stuff that is basically saying that these companies are making changes at the last minute. Is uh, I read one article that was saying that Sony, even on their uh, 
uh, was that on Monday when they did their uh, uh, keynote, some of the stuff that they ripped on Microsoft about, that they made changes that day on it just so they could rip on them, I guess. Right. So who knows what's going to happen over the next couple months. Right. I, you know, don't, you know, just ignore the haters. Uh, let's yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. What, come November 1st, we'll know. We should know everything. And then make your decision there. If, if you if you want to jump ship and go to Sony, then call the power Have to fun. you. If, you, if you're a Sony guy now and you jump ship and go to Microsoft, all the power to you. Enjoy. You know what? Yep. You're a gamer, enjoy the games, play the games you want, and, and enjoy it for what it is, man. That's that's what it's all about. It's all yeah. about the games. It is. Let's, it's let's, all about the games and having fun. And let's be excited about what we know and not speculate what we don't know. So, I for mean, sure. and that's what we're trying to do because, like, we were talking, Rob and I were talking before the show. Rob had a couple of stories, and I'm like, no, nah, let's, let's not talk about that because, again, it's speculation. It's rumor. It's we don't know. So, we're, we're trying to get away from that as best as we can. <laughs> so, Or at least you are. <laughs> yeah, I am. All right. Okay, so moving on. Uh, Henley writes oh, in. No, 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 wait. He, we've got to finish. William had, what was your oh. Xbox One party exclusive wish list? Um, I, of course, my Crackdown, you know, I would love to see Crackdown, even though that was uh, a third party developing for Microsoft only. That was Real-Time Worlds. But I want to see Crackdown, plain and simple. I, I would, you know, I would love to see that come under the Microsoft Studios uh, blanket. Um, I also would love to see um, uh, Mech Warrior game make that series come back. Uh, I want, I'd like to see another Halo Wars, which was by Ensemble Studios. Right, right. Um, you know, let's see, we've got. Uh, I'd love to see another Mass Effect game in that series. I would absolutely love to see that, and I'd love to see it be. Uh, Microsoft only, but that's a Bioware, and they've, they've started making them for PlayStation, so I don't think we're going to get that back. Um, I've already ordered, for, I pre-ordered Forza 5, which I'm very happy to have, um, and we know we're getting a new Halo game, so I'm excited by that. Um, Microsoft doesn't have a ton of first-party stuff. Uh, we've got Remedy, which uh, is good. Uh, they make some great stuff. And uh, I guess Rare... Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a perfect dark game that was done better than what it has been in the past. If they could do something kind of like a Watch Dogs look to it, make it like a really good spy game, I think that could be fun. You know, like a Splinter Cell, you know. But, um, and I wouldn't probably like to see the Conquer series get revived now that we own Rare, or Microsoft owns it, owns Rare, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, that might be. I've heard good things about Conquer. So, yeah, I like to throw in uh, Shadow Complex too. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's epic. <laughs> so, but that that game it's, was. They should, should buy it, run it, run with it. It, it was it was made only for Xbox. Yeah, like yeah. Gears of War. I was thinking Gears of War and Bulletstorm. Um, I would love to see another gear. See, the last Gears of War was just not very fun. Oh, it was um, Judgment. Yeah, I really yeah. just didn't find it to be... I didn't care for it. Um, yeah, that was less fun than Halo 4. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, who said that? But I like Bullet, Bullet Storm. Yeah. Which was yeah, done by was good. People Can Fly, who is part of Epic Games, who did Gears of War Judgment. So, you know, go figure. It was a funny game. So, it was. It was good. So. Okay. Can I go now? I... Yes. Okay. All right. 
So Henley writes in, uh, uh, what would you like to see from the Halo TV and the next DLC from Telltale's Walking Dead? So we kind of talked about uh, Walking Dead. Uh, I guess uh, I would like to see, uh, oh, I can't remember the name. Was it 400? 400 Days? 400 Days, that was it. So, you know, I would like to see a continuation of the same tension and, you know, that that storyline that just gives you that, like, anxiety and, like, the pit of your stomach. Like as long episode as that continues. <laughs> like the no, set like receipts, all of them. What was it, the like second one, man? Like all of them. Oh. You know, if it continues that, you know, that's awesome. And then uh, for... Halo oh, TV. Yeah, Halo TV. I just want it to not be horrible. I mean, it's Steven Spielberg who can't seem to make a good TV show. He's good at movies, but that's that's about it. Um, I want to see know, the continuation of uh, Forward on the Dawn. Keep that going. I was going. just going to say, yeah. That's, keep it, if they can make that, I'm sold, man. I'll be there every week. <laughs> yeah. You know, because, you know, looking back on it now, you know, that I've seen the whole series, you know, there wasn't much to it. You know, in terms of storyline, I, I think it was kind of weak, but it was very cool to see the universe in a TV show. And this, or I think it's now oh, come alive in in the battle scenes that they had at the end of that was, oh man, that was intense, man. It was yeah, good. yeah, was, that was that was good, yeah. So, you know, he's flipping over that big guy. <laughs> yeah, you, Master Chief. Yep. Yeah. The brute. I think it was a brute. So that too brute. Alright. So um alright. Okay, Brock writes in and says, When they say Steam like prices will will be the result of an always connected Xbox, how low do you think they will go? Um I don't think they'll go low <laughs> no, to no. be honest with you. Um I don't know how Steam gets away with it. Uh, I'm sure Microsoft could do the same, but if they don't have to, why are they going to do it? You know, um, it, because think about it this way. Xbox, you've already bought the console, and it's the only way for you to get the game. Where Steam has to compete with, like, Origin and their other – I know there's others out there. I mean, Steam is the main guy, and, and I think they've built a big following by giving cheap games. But PSN and Xbox Live, they don't have to do that because you, you bought the box, it's not like you can load up Steam on Xbox and buy games that way. So there's really no competition. So I I, I don't really buy that. I think that's PR spin. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, Mark, you know, this this encounter this question kind of reminds me of Portillo's. And where I'm going with this is you'll you'll see in a second. Besides so to for, get me hungry? Yeah, exactly. So Portillo's, for those of you that aren't familiar, is this—it's like this hot dog, Italian beef, burger, salad place. Uh, it's really popular around Chicago. There's dozens of these restaurants, and they're branching out in the U.S. There's some in Arizona, California. Yeah. So, so you go to these places, and I mean, the restaurants are massive. They're fast food, but they're easily like if you compare it to McDonald's, like it's these not restaurants. Fast food. It's good food fast. And, okay, and it's yes. not always so fast either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, how busy they are. But, you know, it's not a sit-down place. That's what I meant by fast food. But, you know, I in terms of size, like, 
these restaurants are easily what six to eight times the size of a McDonald's. Oh yeah, they're giant restaurants. Yeah, they're giant restaurants, and when you go there during lunch, the lines are huge. The drive-throughs will have like thirty cars in them, and inside, you know, there's like a huge line. But you know, granted, you still don't wait very long. Now, this place is so popular, and you know, they get so much interest. So many people go there. And they don't have any kind of meals. They don't have coupons because oh, they don't need to. Exactly. Yeah, there is no there is no combo or not. Everything nope. is a la carte. Everything's a la carte. Yep. There's no discount for you know when you get you know a burger and fries or an Italian beef and fries. You buy everything a la carte. And I to me that's cheap. how Microsoft is. <laughs> Steam is like the meal deal. They're the extra value. Meal. They're McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. You know, where they need to discount it to get you to buy. Whereas Portillo's, they know you want it. Yep. So they don't need to discount it. And they're not going to because they're going to get every penny. Right. So I, I don't know if I would – I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I don't know if I would ever expect them to get to be anything like Steam. I Yeah, I doubt it. So. Do you like my Portillo's? And I did. I was wondering where you were going with it, but and you know, made you hungry. But I can only relate to it, and I like it because I know what Portillo's <laughs> is. Those yeah. are, are friends of ours that are listening that have no idea what a Portillo's are. They're the lost. They're gonna be like, "What is Rob talking about? Yeah. How can he relate this? How can he relate Xbox Live Marketplace to a restaurant?" A restaurant. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Okay. Okay. It's all you. Okay, and I lost my place. Okay, here, here we go. So Kyle writes in, why, uh, why games on demand are the same price as retail, even though you don't get a box or a manual? Well, Kyle, I I, I haven't seen too many manuals in my retail disc-based copies of games either, so really the only thing I get is a box and a disc, which um, honestly, those discs in that box probably cost them uh, two or three pennies to make. I mean, you know, there there's so little cost into those that it's it's not, you know it really is not much there. They don't lose but pennies on that. So uh, I would say that's why they that's why they're the same price. Now you know, why it, why it would be nice if there's a huge discount, but why six yeah, years later yeah. Assassin's Creed Two costs you more on games games on demand than it does at GameStop brand new. Then that's where I'm saying that's that's where the disconnect is. I think the the online store needs to discount over time, just like a retail store would. Right. But I don't think you're going to see it. We we've already not seen it, you know. And um, I think we talked about this. I think when Brun was on a couple shows ago, where when it's retail, that game is eating up shelf space and it's your inventory. <laughs> So there's an incentive to discount, but when it's digital, who cares? Right, because it's like it's like you one know? game. It's just one copy of the game that everybody just copies. Essentially, you know, yeah. it's not like I have to have a thousand or a million copies sitting on the shelf. I only have to have one, because everybody can buy the same one. Yeah, so they don't have an incentive to discount it. Right. That's which stinks, but yeah, what are we can do. All right, Jacob Brightson says, why XBLA isn't going to be on Xbox One and how you guys believe cross-system Xbox Live would be like if it is even possible. 
Um, on a side note, I think it would be awesome if TXL was one of the new original content for Xbox One that served as a video podcast on the system. <laughs> ah, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so why they're not going to have XBLA? X- We're not going to lose XBLA, um, essentially. It's still there. They're just going to have it. It's just going to be a section called Games. So... Every, every, the indie, the arcade, and the retail games that we know now, and games on demand, all of it's going to be lumped under games, which might make it a little harder to find stuff, because you're going to have to, you know, your indie titles are going to be mixed in with your arcade titles, which are mixed in with your retails. But, you know, with digital distribution, I mean, it just, I think it kind of makes sense. Also, I never went into the indie titles. I never looked at indie. So this will actually. Actually, I did. this will put I more did, games in my I face. I regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this will probably put more more titles in front of people. Yeah. You know, so uh, we're all, it's still going to be there. It's just going to be games. Xbox games is what it's just going. You know. So. So yeah. we're not really losing anything. It's losing the title. Yeah. Um, Cross system chat. Um, it, it's going to be there because Xbox 360. They've already. I've already read an article. They already have uh, an update ready to go for the 360 that they will release prior to the Xbox One. So 360 is going to probably end up with the Unlimited Friends, Skype, um, and I think Skype is going to replace your current, uh, probably, well, Skype will probably replace the Friends list and the party system, and everything will be run through Skype. Because Microsoft owns Skype. That is a Microsoft product now. And we know Skype is going to be on the Xbox One. So um, that's how I think they're going to get it all integrated. And you can, so if someone's on 360, so when I'm on Xbox One and, and Rob's on his 360 because he still hasn't unwrapped his Xbox One or bought a game for it, um, you know, him and I can still chat because, again, it, it's not, we got to remember, Xbox Live is a service. So they're going to make it work. You know, I can play, I can be on my PC and chat with somebody on Xbox 360. Yep. Because it's Xbox right. Live. As long oh, as I got a headset yeah. and mic on my PC, I can talk to someone in a party. Uh, at least I believe I can. <laughs> I think I've done it before. Um, I think I did that a long time ago. And because um, it's just Xbox Live, it's it is not necessarily tied into the console. Um, but yes, they do have a dashboard update coming for 360, so that will be possible. Um. I don't know, Rob. Do you want to? <laughs> I think I'm kind of laughing at his second part of his comment. I don't know if I would laugh. I mean, <laughs> that would be fantastic. No, I meant. Should we just leave it as? Yeah, that would be cool. Or. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, it would be cool if if TXL was on that uh, on the thing. If anybody here works for Microsoft and or Major Nelson. Uh, and get us on there. That would be sweet. <laughs> We're open to franchise opportunities, by the way. <laughs> yeah. We can be bought. <laughs> yes. If, if we've ever uh, gave the impression that we, we're not up for sale, that's wrong. Rob and I come cheap. <laughs> well, you, you might. <laughs> I'll All Rob out. needs is a couple Portillo's hot dogs, and he's good. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll hold out for at least 50 bucks. <laughs> oh. All right. 
right. Okay, next one's from Tom. Another rant on people jumping the gun on PS4 when much of the real story is still unknown. Okay, I hate Sony because of all the hardware issues I had and the screw job they did on EQ2 players. So, I mean, we kind of talked about the PS4 a little bit. And, uh, right. you know, some of the unknown stuff. Then, do you know what EQ2 is? Um, you know, I, I do, and I cannot, I cannot for the life of me. EverQuest 2? EverQuest 2, that's it, yeah. Thank you, Google. Yep, I was just I was just about to say it as you said it. So yeah, that's. So I guess something happened there. Yeah. So. But yeah, I, I agree. You know, just let's let's stick to what's known. And stop mm-hmm. the hate. Stop the hate, man. Yeah. Um. So Nikki writes in and says, "What game this gen generation you have always wanted to play but never have?" And he agrees with the point about the sixty dollars retail games. What game this generation have you always wanted to play but never have? I I don't think there's anything I've wanted to play that I haven't because thankfully um, I've got GameFly, so I've been able to you know pretty much rent anything I didn't buy. Um, yeah, there, there's not anything I can think of that I've wanted to play because if there was, I would have had it in my GameFly queue already because I've had like nothing from them because it's just been a drought lately. How about you, Rob? Is anything you wanted to play that you did? I mean, you know, most of the games that I've ever wanted to play, I at least started. <laughs> it doesn't mean <laughs> I finished them. So, I, you know, I, I guess I'd like to change this just a little bit and say, you know, I wish I played more of the Mass Effect series, you know, just to get the storyline. But, you know... Beyond that, I can't really say I've really missed anything. Mass Effect is a must-play. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, Don writes in, how about telling us uh, games you're embarrassed to say you've played on a 360 uh, and or the course of your gaming lifetime? Perhaps uh, closer to the launch of a new gen, you can have a, a show portion with a reminiscent list of your top picks for 360, worst, favorite, most infuriating, longest for you to finish, etc. Oh, wow. Well, I guess for me, uh, the most embarrassing game probably is Avatar. I mean, just because, I mean, I play the thing just for the points. I'm not embarrassed by that. Yeah? I, mean, I did it, so what? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I played it for that. Yeah. I mean, for me, that was it, this never would have been a game that I ever would have touched. And I strictly got it just for the points. I don't think I really have anything to be embarrassed yeah. by. Um, I'm actually kind of perusing my list right now that I've played so many games it could take an hour just to scroll down through this list. How about all those Barbie games? I never played any of them. I did download. In fact, I got a couple games I've downloaded, never played. Um, Intel Discovered was a free arcade Connect title. Um, I downloaded it, never played it yet, um, and also Haunt is one that I've never played. I, I, I have them. Um, I got those because they were free, but never played them. But um, yeah, I don't think I've, I don't think I've played anything that I'm like have any embarrassment over. Heck, I played Connectimals for crying out loud. <laughs> so yeah. 
But there was some stuff I didn't enjoy back in the day. Um, oh, like when Doritos I, Dash of Destruction? Oh, that was okay. No, there was some stuff That's... I'm sure I've played that I didn't like. Um, like back when I was into getting all the achievements and I was I was doing all that. But yeah, um, yeah, nothing stands out that I'm like, man, I wish okay. that was, was that wasn't there. So gotcha. But uh, all right, and I think yeah, I think closer to launch, maybe we should do that. Don, if you could, because I guarantee I'll forget. You should remind us of doing some picks at 360 worst favorites most infuriating i can tell you right now my most infuriating was 007 bloodstone um longest to finish right now has got to be for me uh either red dead redemption or gta 4 i don't know which one came out first but uh, i'll have to look at that when i finish gta and see which one took me longer um but yeah we'll have to do that so uh we're almost done here kyle writes in he says i'm proud of my hannah montana achievements so (laughs) he was just replying Back to Don. So, um, go ahead, Rob, with the last one. Okay, um, Andrew writes in with the update coming to the 360. How much of the features showcased on next gen are we going to get? And he asks about Skype. Well, we oh. already have Twitch. Is already even though it's a separate app, that's already on 360. I I would guess Skype. Pretty much is probably going to be it, um, and maybe some changes to the dashboard to probably look more like the Xbox One. Um, oh, and, and a good news on that note, I read there's going to be no advertisements on the Xbox One homepage. None. There will be none on that main page when you first launch it. No ads. Oh I'm, wow! I'm glad for that. That's cool. So, oh, for sure. It'll just be our content only. That doesn't mean there won't be ads on the sub- subsequent pages, but there won't be on the home page. So maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe they'll change at 360 to do the same. But uh, I, I would expect Skype to really be kind of the, the biggest thing, just so we can communicate. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff that we won't see in that update, just to prep it for you know the new the new uh, switchover and stuff. So. Don't expect game DVR. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. All right, Rob. All right. Give us our, our so, releases this week, and we can head out of here. That's right. For Wow, this was a long, long show. Yep. All right, so this week uh, we've got a couple things, which is one, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say a couple. <laughs> now, I, was, I was trying to figure out some witty way of switching it to one, but my tiredness is not uh, allowing that to happen. So Dungeons and Dragons Chronicles of Mistara. It's going to be out on the 18th. And uh, since there's only one, let me read the little tagline here. Chronicles of Mistara is a double pack that brings Dungeons and Dragons Tower of Doom and its sequel Dungeons and Dragons Shadow over Mistara with updated HD graphics. Dun, dun, dun. Fantastic, and that's going to be out on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, which is now tomorrow for me. It'll yeah. So I thought that was a uh, XBLA title. Oh, probably because then that's not. Yeah, I don't know if it's retail or XBLA, but it sounds like an XBLA. I don't see it um, on the on GameStop as a retail. So yeah. But, all right. Okay, and man. That's it. 
we out of here? We done? We are out of here. Please. Okay. Rate us on iTunes. Give us five stars because we rock. And uh, let us know how we did. Uh, you know, send us comments. Post on the post on a go to the uh, thisxboxlife.com and post comments in the show notes there, if you will, and just say, hey, was this a good show? Did we do good? Uh, what did you like? What you didn't like? You know, you can always comment there, or you can always comment in the Facebook group as well. Um, or you can also leave us a voicemail. That too. Or a web page. All right. So with that, I am Mark, aka Wingman709. I'm taking off. And I'm Rob, also known as Presar. I'll catch you all later. Thanks for listening, everybody.